So ten minutes, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm leaving it alone now. You do it. <laughs> I'm not going to put it back. To, oh, see, it's fallen off the other side yeah. now. See, it popped off the one off of that side first, and then I put it back on that side, and now it's popped off on this side. But I'm not going to muck. I'm not going to mess with Does it. Does it still work? Oh, yeah, that's okay. just the was, shock, that's just the shock mount for the microphone. Yeah. That has nothing to do with to keep it in perfect suspension, so we don't yeah. get you know rumbly sounds to the microphones. Right. Well, they still rumble. <laughs> they have their own problems from whatever <laughs> thing going on. These things happen. They do. Well, we have another problem, which is that we don't have a beer open. Well, what we're, would you like me to? We're open having first? we're kind of out of practice on this. I, Katie had a really good idea. Uh, which was to open open all of them, pour them into one big glass. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> which was to open the um, IPA first. Excellent. It's just which I assume would be this one with the red dot on it. Yeah. <laughs> so we have a guest um, amongst us, Katie. Ahoy, ahoy. Hi. Hi. Uh, Katie's moving, so this is like the last time we're going to see her for a while. Mm-hmm. I'll probably be back at some point. <laughs> We're old friends. We've, we've known each other for a long time. Yeah. But uh, Katie works at Monk's Kettle, which is a fashionable beer <laughs> establishment in the Mission at 16th and Guerrero, essentially. Mm-hmm. That's and my problem. I never go to the fashionable places. Oh, right. I well, keep getting drawn into to, uh, the Gestalt. Un- <laughs> <laughs> well, you're right next door. <laughs> I know. And there's motorcycle parking across the street from my scooter. There is. So what's the problem? I'm there for two more weeks. Uh, Just saying. Well, anyway, this was a leftover from last week when we had that (laughs) range of beer. And uh, this is the... This IPA is from Russian River, and it's the wonderful Pliny the Elder. Yes, folks at home, we're... We're, we're having leftover Pliny the Elder. <laughs> You're listening to Beer School. We're here to help you and your friends learn to like more than one kind of beer. There's lots of beers to like. Some beer is made right down the street from where you live, and others have to travel halfway around the world just to get to you. Learn why beer tastes like it does, how other styles came about, and all the 40s that you're about to drink. The best part about Beer School is... The homework. The homework is beer. There's something that goes before that. Isn't there? I, I don't know. I'm going to have to go back and listen to it. It's been like months since we've... Well, check with the chat. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the chat will know. We don't have a chat. We need to have a producer. Hey, producer, what? how does that go? I, I know that I wrote it down at one point when I wrote it. These things happen. They do. So we're going to talk about 40s. John, how do you define a 40? Well, there's a couple of ways to define a 40. One of them is is that that's how many days it rained, uh, days and nights it rained, when uh, Mr. Dammit was pissed off at the world and said, go save all the animals and put them in a boat. What do the animals eat? Each other. Yeah, exactly. Well, they had a dinosaur, so they cut up the dinosaur. (laughs) Oh, that's why the dinosaurs didn't show up. All right. Um, And then there's the... uh, there's the urban, the uh, the urban words. What are they? Yeah, the urban words for forty, and that's basically they define it as a bottle containing forty fluid ounces of malt liquor beer. The beer is of low quality and fairly cheap to buy, and a bottle can usually run you between two and three dollars depending on the brand. We're not talking about those forties. 
Not at all. <laughs> no. Well, you. Although we went to a birthday party where, uh, or the idea for the birthday party was going to be 40s for my 40th. Oh, yeah. A well known chef now working in the East Bay. Oh, yeah. I don't remember if that ever came off. I don't that, think that ever. I think that no, was a running joke. For that the was birthday. a running. 40s for 40? Yeah, 40s for 40. Everybody was going to have to drink 40s. <laughs> and that never materialized. Colt <laughs> 45, Old English, Mickey's, King Cobra. Ugh, please. I think I'd rather revert to rum and cokes yeah, before nice I. <laughs> Schlitz malt liquor in a, one of those nice, clear 40, 40 ounce glass jugs. That's living, John. <laughs> Summertime. Well, it's two and a half growlers. <laughs> Wait, no, it's more than that. It's three, four growlers and and a and it, and foam. So, what kind of forties are we talking about? We're talking about forties that. Well, you've sold forties. I've sold many forties. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> These are beers that cost about forty bucks, and we have a quite a selection of beer that cost that could cost forty bucks. Although the sum total of them was forty seven when I bought them today. Uh, so the the idea of a forty is that when you go to a place and it, you look at the menu and you might look down the side of the menu and it's uh abbey ales from someplace and it's uh 36 36 37 37 38 40 and these are beers that are basically 750s and 350s that are and here's one that's even on tap that's 25 which one is that that would be a uh uh, Grim, Grimbergen Double. This is two years old. This list, so uh, who knows? Twenty five dollars on draft. Yeah. Okay. Twenty five dollars on draft. All right. And these are beer that you know you'll find. They're from all over the world. They're from Belgium. They're from San Diego. They're from uh, somewhere in France, from Germany, and they've been imported here. And because they're in the fancy restaurant, um, that's how much money they cost. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the pr- well, there's a couple of problems with this. As you know, yes. people people equate price with goodness. Yes. So they might see something. They might go down this list of things and go, "Oh yes, the uh, Wustinagi. I'll have one of those because <laughs> yeah. it's the most expensive beer on the list." Sure. And uh, or they or they turn the page and go, yes, a Saint Amand Country Ale would be my, more to my liking because it's French yes. and it's also five bucks more. Well, you know that's how Stella Artois got there, got going in England. Their tagline was reassuringly expensive. <laughs> it's now uh, perfection has its price, isn't it? I thought it was wife beater. <laughs> <laughs> that's its, that's its, that's what its nickname became because the the English were not used to a stronger lager, mm-hmm. and so they'd have a pint of it, and they were used to the to the lighter the lighter ales, and so they'd get tanked a lot faster. And wow. it was a nice clear uh, beer, and so they didn't equate the two things. Reassuring. And it caused ruckus. And it caused ruckus. Well, reassuringly expensive is okay. Uh, you know, if you if you want to have your night be defined by how much something costs. Although this fine Pliny the Elder is five bucks, which is quite a deal. It is. Uh, I think is if you go. However, as you go east, like if you found that in New York City, be prepared to pay twenty five dollars for a bottle of Pliny the Elder. At least that's what the kids were reporting. 
I paid mm -hmm. 13 for a six-pack of Anchor Porter in New York City in about 1995. But A, it was New York City. Yeah. Well, that's back when Anchor Porter was still about six or seven bucks a six-pack. Right. So it was roughly double the price, but it was New York City. How many, you know, so Katie, how many beers have you have how many beers have you accepted back from someone who just makes the bugs bunny face and says, "Oh, this is not what I thought." It's probably only happened a couple times. I've worked there for I mean, we opened 3 years ago in November, I think. It's probably only happened a couple times and those times the beer was genuinely there was something wrong with it. Oh. Um, yeah. So they, Other than that, if they order an expensive bottle, it's kind of our responsibility to describe to them in, in pretty great detail how it's going to taste mm -hmm. so they know what they're getting into. So they will they will say, oh, no, I don't like that kind of beer. Uh, Long before they even say commit to it. It doesn't happen very often. Uh, it's, it happens surprisingly little, actually. Hmm. But... Well, maybe people know more what they're getting into when they walk through the door. People definitely send back beers, but as far as these really expensive, like, seven well, right, there. you know, you 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 get something from the dra from draft, and you're like, I can't. This is not yuck. Mm -hmm. I don't want this at all. I've seen that happen often. Yes, <laughs> as have I. Um, but I think that, um, well, I don't know. Like the the seven fifties that I have in mind when. I'm thinking of these really expensive beers, mm -hmm. or like the Rasputin 12, or like the West Mall Triple, or something like that, where they're just so, they're already like really delicious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and arguably delicious. <laughs> so I think. Well, that we should open that then. The one in the box. Yes. The one in the box. Nice box. It is a nice box. We actually, so the last time we had uh, something from Firestone Walker, they had sent us a bottle. It's a very fancy box. It's got a little thing to keep the the neck straight. Oh yeah, no, it's a, and the, it looks like it's. And it's like a special bottle. It's got all sorts of words on the front. Does it have a wax seal? It's got a wax seal. Oh, those are, those are a pain. <clears throat> they're, they're nice to look <laughs> at, but. A thousand a thousand cases produced. Original gravity was thirty uh, Play-Doh. 80 IBU, 13% ABV, British ale yeast, and the color, even though it's not given as Pantone, uh, 167 something, midnight black. Hmm. This is the parabola of Firestone Walker, or Firestone Parabola Reserve Series. So it also says in the box this particular lot was aged in combination of in a combination of barrels for nine months. Some barrels were used by American spirits producers, some for wine, and other barrels were retired from our Firestone Union. So that's quite a program, mixing and matching that way. Um, and then each each barrel left its own unique mark on the beer: chocolate, charred oak, vanilla, dark cherry, and coffee are just some of the complex aromas and flavors that you'll find in this beer. Parabola is one-of-a-kind sipping beer built to last and will reward careful aging for years to come. Well, sadly, it's not going to get aged. <laughs> <laughs> and the wax seal was not a wax seal, but it was a little... Oh, uh, that's... Yes, that's much better. <laughs> some sort of plasticky cap thing. 
Yeah, so this would be a beer that would definitely be on the 40 list. Do all their caps have a bear fighting a lion? I don't know. It's sort of like the California golden bear fighting a uh, like a the, the lion of Britain. Oh, that's their logo. Yeah. I don't know. A bear, don't a know. California bear, fighting a royal lion. Ooh. I figured most of these beers, because I'm a hack, are uh, big enough to clean their own glasses. <laughs> I don't think any of these are really going to be uh, really going to be damaged by. I agree. It's not me and my quest for pills. Do you have Radaburger on at Monk's Castle? Or Monk's, Monk Kettle? <laughs> Monk's Castle. I'm just going to start calling it Monk's Castle at Monk's um, Kettle. We did when we first opened, but we haven't for a while. I'm going to Radaburg next month. Really? To worship at the altar. You're so excited. I am so excited. Hey, you know you can. Last name, time I made it all the way to Dresden, but I didn't go to Radaburg. You can name drop. You know. Hey, you know, beer's cool. What? <laughs> no, they sent us. They sent us a gift because oh, that's we sent. Because right, I have the gift. Yeah, we. You can. Oh, well, and, you're, you're, and you're going next month, right? I'm going next month. Well, I'll have your cards for you by then. <laughs> and uh, actually, I'll even write the PR guy and make sure that you. Uh, I know the guy from here. Oh, he gave me a T-shirt one day at Barclays. Yeah, but you don't know him. Know him? No, I don't know him. No. No, I'm just saying that I'll, we'll make it. We, you know, we'll use our powers. Yeah, Although our powers haven't been totally useful lately. Yeah, but the internet goes slower in Germany. <laughs> there is that. It, it just smells big. pretty to start. It smells big. It smells a little boozy. Yeah, it does. it's like cherries and there's all the things you said: oak, vanilla. Just the exact beer you want on a cold winter's night mm. like tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I have a friend, and I, have to, I can tell the story again because I don't think I've told it in a long time. Uh, I go up to the Oregon Brewers Festival every year, and I've done it for years and years and years and years. And the guy I used to bartend down uh, in the East Bay, he moved up there, and he was volunteer pouring. And it was one of the times where Portland's like San Francisco. If it gets to this temperature, you know, high 80s yeah. into the 90s it's miserable and it was high 90s mm-hmm. and he was pouring uh old uh, old rasputin <laughs> and he was just working it like a sideshow barker but nobody when you're at an outdoor beer festival and it's 95 degrees is really thinking imperial stout no although this is this is good stuff this is pretty amazing yeah i would pay 40 bucks for this it has it has some like port wine kind of qualities to it. It's such it's so it's such dessert. We need dessert to go with this. <laughs> Where are those cookies? Well, Dave, <laughs> there's there's a, there's yeah. a, a devoted fan who uh, sends cookies from this bakery in Baltimore mm-hmm. that are basic. The best way to des- describe them are fudge dip shortbread. Yummy. Yeah, and they're just oh. Yeah, they're something else. They're fantastic. Well, yeah, we need some sort of dis- something right out of the oven to go with this <laughs> on this on this cold day. So, week when all the kids are going back to school, went through Berkeley over the weekend, and everybody was 
going to rent their stupid little refrigerator outside the dorms. Uh-huh. And uh, why would you rent to- one when they're only uh, two hundred bucks to be? I know that's that's you rent them for fifty bucks, so you know, uh, right. or whatever it is now. But uh, no, when I was in the dorms at Christmas, my aunt gave me a toaster oven, and my roommate and I, <laughs> I said, let's make cookies. And so we got the Pillsbury cookie dough thing, mm-hmm. and you could make about six cookies at one time in a toaster oven. But the entire dorm smelled like cookies. <laughs> And as time went by, we made the second six. We didn't put them in for the full time. And by the end, we were just sort of getting the dough to the point where it's molten and, like, eating it like (laughs) goo. And that would go good with this, although something better than Pillsbury cookie dough. Although as a child, it was delicious. Yeah, I'd still eat Pillsbury cookie dough. I'm not above it. But, yeah, this would go really well with with the short or chocolate, any sort of dark chocolate. It's really delicious. Raspberry sorbet, mm-hmm. but not a taco. No, not tacos. No, 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 no. tacos. Tacos with some pliny. Yeah, I could definitely go for some fish tacos with the pliny, but or uh, tamales. See, that's the other thing. You know, the tamale lady is never going to walk into Monk's kettle and go tamales, tamales. Well, we're instructed to kick her out if she does. <laughs> if we sell our own food. We can't let people. Oh, I know, but I'm just saying. Undercut I'm, us. I'm just saying, like, oh yeah, you're sitting at Monk's Kettle and yeah. like, tamale lady comes yeah. by, institution of San Francisco, and you bye. Yeah. That is that is why it's different. I thought, yeah, that is the big dis- the big difference between between grown up tornado and tornado. Oh, Monk's Kettle. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's like if you aged it 20 years and got her a college degree and a haircut. No, I don't think so. I I remember Tornado from 20 years ago, and Tornado from 20 years ago looks about exactly like Tornado today, except they didn't have Russian River stuff, and they only put up the hops 10 years ago. Oh. (laughs) I also feel like anyone involved with Tornado would balk at that comparison. I don't know. What? Oh, that if they, if grown they grew up, up a, they would become monk's cattle. Oh, no, I, I think that, that's the natural progression. I think, they, I think that they would. Yeah. Yeah. No? No, I don't Well, look that. at Rosamund. So that's a grown-up version of Tornado in a way. They took, took, took Rosamund and a beer bar and put them together and... No, that's Gestalt after a bath. Oh, Gestalt after a <laughs> bath. <laughs> the Rosamoon down on on, on Mission and Twenty Fourth yeah. is Gestalt after a bath. <laughs> uh, okay, that makes sense. I just went there for the first time last week. <laughs> I loved it. You know, if every Burger King, because that used to be a Burger King that space, oh, oh, okay. if every Burger King in this country became a Rosamund, we'd be a better place. Do you know what Burger King are opening beer establishments? No. It's in. Uh, I just read this in a in a beer magazine a few weeks ago. It's going to be. Uh, you get a Whopper, and I think they have a contract with like Coors or MGD or something. So it's fries, a Whopper, and a beer for seven ninety nine. It's going to be in Vegas and LA, and go from there. That's a move forward. I remember <laughs> as a kid, um, like a little kid, um, in Germany, uh, McDonald's had beer. Yeah, and I'm sure they still have beer on the menu, and I, I've heard they have it in France and all that because it's probably better for you than a Coke. Yes. Getting off point here, aren't we? Well, no, that's <clears throat> that's uh, you know, the, there's still sugars in, in either of them, 
Yes. Right? Still calories in either of them. I guess it's just dependent on what you consider to be a good calorie or a bad calorie. You could argue that you should just drink the beer or the soda and throw away the burger. <laughs> well, why would you get the burger in the first place? You're just going to throw it away, John. That's sort of wasteful. What, car- what sort of a carbon footprint does that leave you then? I don't know. Speaking of carbon footprints. So there's this, uh, there's this motion movement awareness thing going on called uh, Meatless Mondays. And the idea being that on Mondays, every single Monday of the year, all 52 of them, that you skip eating whatever your favorite meat is. Now, for vegetarians, this is not a problem. There's <laughs> I was going to go, my favorite meat is not that easy to get, so that's not that tough. I don't usually have it on. <laughs> well, it could be a sausage. It could be a bunny. It could be bacon. It could be, um, you know, it could be something that you that you. Uh, it's not no meat. It's not no. It's meat. not like Catholicism where you shouldn't have meat on Friday. Or right. is it? No, yeah. it is, isn't it? No, you have fish on Friday. But see, that was that was all economically driven. That had nothing to do with with a command from a higher mm-hmm. uh, power. That was like the ships came in, and if they didn't, if, and if they didn't have people buying the fish, then there was no way that the fishermen were going to have a product that was going to be worth eating in a day. So they said fish on Friday. <laughs> the fish only come in on Friday. Yeah, exactly. I'm not following. I, I'm not buying this one, John. No, it was totally <laughs> economic driven. The okay. idea was that you force people in, into eating fish, and so they all go, "Okay, we're eating fish for because the higher power told us to eat fish." And so then they build it into culture, and then 100 years later, people are eating fish on Friday. They don't know why. They just they, that's what they do, even though there's no economic reason to do it. They just do it. So can we have fish on Meatless Monday? No. Probably not. It turns out that shrimp are one of the most are one of the most uh, uh, carbon f- footprint unfriendly things to eat. Yeah, because most of them get sucked up in big hoses in yeah. East Asia. You know, and it's a uh, it, it costs. Uh, there was a comparison that showed that they basically have to burn three thousand gallons of diesel fuel to get a metric ton of shrimp. A lot of you fuel. don't say. A lot of fuel. <laughs> or maybe it was 300 gallons. It doesn't matter. It's still a lot of fuel. That's why if you're going to eat green, you go out and shoot it yourself. Right. You know, shooting lettuce with a tool. Not like Ted Nugent <laughs> did, just did, you know, where he used deer bait <laughs> or whatever it was. Shooting lettuce, with a tw- <laughs> shooting lettuce with a 12-gauge is always exciting. There's not much left of it. What happens it. if you accidentally clip a bunny who's in the lettuce patch while you're shooting at your lettuce? How does that work? I think that I think that if you accidentally killed the bunny, then it would be okay to have the bunny on Monday. Well, then everyone's just going to do it accidentally, in quotes. Air quotes, mm-hmm. eat the bunny. Mm-hmm. Oh, like accidentally killed the bunny while stocking lettuce. I just want to go to Now, you're it. saying this is from Stone Brewery? Well, Stone is, is, Stone is, is uh, are they perpetuating this or did they instigate it? No. So it started, this is actually fascinating, it started as a thing in a school system in 2003. Some parents got together and they said, hey, we're going to start this thing where uh, we don't want the, ch- we, we want to uh, raise awareness for, this is pr- way pre-carbon footprint, people being freaked out about it. But they said, hey, we're going to do this thing called Meatless Mondays. And it's grown from kind of like the prohibitionist movement has grown from state to state. And now there's a whole lot of celebrity people that are behind it saying that, uh, you know, we can lower our, 
you know, by not eating meat once a week, uh, we can... Well, here's the numbers that these guys came up with, the Stone guys. They figured out that if they don't sell burgers or basically meat on Monday, that they can lower their carbon footprint by 1,000... Let's see, uh, not 1,000... 110,488 pounds of CO2 is not generated by their by their brewery when they don't sell meat on Mondays. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know what that means, that number. Well, what they're factoring in is where, let's just say hamburgers. Um, the story is cows produce a lot of methane that's bad for the air, and the cows come from somewhere, and after the cows can't walk anymore because uh, they've been, we call it processed, uh, they have to ride on a truck cut up into little pieces down right. to the Stone Brewery. But at the same point, it's where's Stone's grain coming from? Exactly. Where's Stone's hops coming, or where's anybody's hops coming from? Right. And so the, th- the thing that I'm having a problem with here is that I think they're crossing two ideas at once. Uh-huh. Because... You can go to the store and get delicious apples that get flown in from Chile or from China. I mean, if you go a lot, if you go from a lot, you know, vegetables have a big carbon footprint, and so if it comes right, uh, there's the issue. Yeah, especially there are all the inputs that go in of the. um, If you just eat grains, it's better than having. Pardon me, a cow eats your grains, and then taking the calories from the cow that you eat after the cow eats the grains. Um, but in terms of a carbon footprint, they're sort of mashing two things together, I yeah, think. I think. Well, that's the, that was the thing. I, I uh, emailed the the uh, social media coordinator guy, and I was like, so I just need to know where your numbers came from because I mm. want to understand what they are. And he didn't have that list of stuff ready. So I did a little bit of searching on my own and found out that a chicken, for example, has a carbon footprint of about four pounds of CO2. But that's based on the grain that it eats, just the grain. And I'm like, okay, well, the chicken has to get processed. And it then, has to cross the road. It has to cross, <laughs> <laughs> it has to cross the road. Why did yeah. the chicken cross the road? To increase its carbon footprint. <laughs> it has, now I have an answer. It has to get driven and flown around. Uh, you know, these... And yeah, they when the the chicken when they they grow the chicken, it's in essentially a factory condition. So it depends where you get your chicken from. It doesn't have to. Well, most some chicken doesn't have to move very far. So you know the the crossing the road is more like down the conveyor belt through the header and then in the flare and then it's a chicken that we uh, recognize as a chicken, (laughs) and uh. And there it is, and and a cow is similar. It it has a it has a, a carbon footprint of about fifty four pounds because it's big. But look at the mass of the cow by comparison to the chicken. Um, well, the, the correct way then to to gauge these was what is the, a pound of chicken meat versus a pound of beef on a carbon footprint. Right. So you do it proportionally based on the mass of the animal. No, on what you're going to eat well, out of it, too. On what you're going to eat out of it, too. That's true. <clears throat> uh, anyway. Oh, I've read all this Michael Pollan stuff and all these other books and all and all this stuff. And uh, you can, you know, you can, you can, I have friends who has, have their own chickens. And when one of the roosters acts up, it gets, 
<laughs> and that that rooster's got a really small carbon footprint, and he's delicious. <laughs> and he is. Delicious. And the eggs they have enough chickens to have uh, to make up scrambled eggs for four people every day. Oh wow! And some of the eggs are blue, wow. and some of the eggs are green, and it's like colored Easter eggs naturally out of the chickens because of the the breed of the chickens. Well, also like how guess to play, I don't know if this is devil's advocate, but how literal do you think Stone is being when they present this idea? Is their goal to actually have everyone really stop eating meat on Monday and make this very I literal think, lifestyle change? Well, I or think, is it to start thinking about where all this no, stuff I think comes from when and they, adjusting I th- there? I think they actually put a different menu out and say we are supporting no meat on Mondays. Then they're going to yeah. draw They're not going to have any people on Mondays. Because we know people who have a place and they'll tell you that some ridiculous amount of people order hamburgers. Yeah. yeah. And it's like restaurant wide. People walk into a place and go, I like a hamburger. And, and I think you, I, although it's a really noble goal and you can make good stuff without meat in it, um, I don't think you would have, you would not have the business that you would have if you were, if you were a place that serves beer and food like that, that one day a week you didn't have meat, people would, a lot of people would not go there, and I don't think it would make up for the number of people who would be attracted otherwise to go there. Right. I mean, you, if you're greens, you can do a great business out of Fort Mason being vegan all the time. <laughs> um, or vegetarian. I'm not sure which one they are because I haven't been there in a long time because they don't have meat. But um, <laughs> I don't know. It's a, Where did this come from? What is what like is the background on this? Hippies, Joan just said one day. Hippies made it up, and they started it off. With, there are no hippies in San Diego. Started too many with, Navy guys. They, they beat up the hippies. Off, they started it off with school children and moved it up the flagpole. <laughs> I don't know. It's a, it's an interesting thing. I, you know, uh, my uh, like I did the, the the quickie math on it, and uh, I over this was before I actually knew what the carbon footprint of a chicken was, and I estimated at two hundred and fifty pounds of CO two in its life. Because there's a truck, there's a processing, there's a freezer, there's moving it, there's, you know, there's, there's a lot going on with the, you know, a bird, mm-hmm. right? And yeah, we're putting a lot of birds in, in, a, uh, in a truck at the same time. So, you know, it's, they're sharing that cost. But still, you have to factor in the person driving to and from the restaurant you know, to, to make that. So they drove there. So we're going to call it 250 pounds. So then I figured out that if they sold, if they had, uh, uh, if they sold 20 burgers on a Monday, cause it's Monday and not very many people show up there. <laughs> 20, 20. Okay. Right. And, uh, they multiplied that. So you take 250 pounds times 20 times 52 and that came out to about 130,000 pounds. I'm like, that's not very many. That's not very many, many uh, animals. You know, 20? Mm-hmm. Like, wow, you sold 20, 20 less of something. And, and that's what that number became. And I'm thinking, well, okay, so maybe, my, maybe the CO2 thing is all weird. <clears throat> and 250 is not the number. But it was a fascinating way of generating, of coming up with their, with their number. Well, what's the carbon footprint of a French fry? I know. It, uh, that math I mean, also only works if you're depriving yourself of however many calories that meat was. Exactly. And a potato is a heavy thing. And, and it still if has you to French get fry there. it, you have to. Yeah. Maybe so this whole thing, fasting. the carbon, the carbon, and 
no offense to the good people of San Diego or way the hell out there where you can't get to transit where Stone is. <laughs> Can I bring that up? Well, let's, the, let's talk about that. One of the reasons I, I, I haven't been to Stone is, as far as I know, it's nowhere close to where you can get to on transit from San Diego. Uh, so maybe we should have ride your bike to uh, to, to drink day. Um, this is my whole problem. They're they're combining two things, right? And you can say yes. The best way for people to get to get calories and nourishment is not to go and raise a cow and eat it. It's through vegetables and grains and you know little bits of meat. But calling it carbon footprint, every you know how much stuff gets trucked to stone and how many people drive to stone, and there's your carbon footprint in a lot right. clearer place than well, not having a burger. You know, and you're, and and the. The other problem is is that a lot of the stuff shows up and it's frozen already. The oh, yeah. truck is going there already, and so you just don't have it on Monday. Okay, well, it's going to go in the it's going to be in the cooler for another day, and then it's going to get served on Tuesday. What's the difference? Uh, it's <laughs> I used to go. To, I used to go to this brew pub. I used to go to this brew pub where, as soon as one of the owners had kids, all of a sudden changing tables showed up in the men's room. Do you think it's something like that? Oh yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this wasn't even an issue or a problem until there were children. I like this subject. Yeah, it's you know what? Car- children are a carbon footprint. There you go. And they take parking spaces too because they're going to grow up and have a car. And if you have more than one child, you'll have more than one car, unless one of the child children eats the other child. Or, you know. <laughs> I, I took a road trip by myself a few months ago, and I rented an SUV because I was going to be going through Colorado and snowy snowy weather and my mom was like i can't believe you're doing you're getting an suv and my brother jamie was like mom neither of us ever plan to have kids like she can she can do this once in a while (laughs) it just it all is gonna work out mr foster what should i open next the one uh made with monkey poo or the other one weasel poo oh weasel poo sorry (laughs) there's a difference i want to save the weasels for the last i think that is a good idea Oh, these are both such good beers. I've never had I've never had the Weasel Poo beer. I only have had it once, um, and I Ooh. yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. It it's was it was business. fun buying these beers. Yeah, I'm worried about this one. How so? It was just it was just well because first off I was like well if we're going to talk about forty dollar beers mm-hmm. I want to have beers that are truly worthy of being forty bucks. Mm-hmm. And I also wanted to have things that I had never had before. Well, with the exception of that, I've had that. That was blowing my mind the other night. The Serpent, the serpent yeah. Stout from Lost Abbey, which is what motor's pouring right now. And passing around. Take one down, pass it around, <laughs> one more bottle of beer on the wall. We don't sing that song enough on this show, John. We've never sung that show on, this sh- on the show. Well, we're turning over a new leaf. All right, we're singing the show. The, the hot, the hot weather has yeah. made me gone insane. Yeah, I don't do well in hot, which is why I live in San Francisco. Oh, there's the yummy face. <laughs> <laughs> so is the serpent tempting so you? So happy. <laughs> I don't even care that it's like a thousand degrees in here. It's just well, the lights are off, good. so it just does make it cooler. Yeah. Ooh. This is definitely drier than the last beer that we drank. It's uh, it just tastes. It like looks coffee. almost the same. That's the thing that's fun. Yeah, you never know. So what are we drinking? Well, this is Lost Abbey 
um, which is speaking of San Diego. <laughs> the, yeah. Wow, segue into that. Um, and it's the Serpent's Stout. And I can't see it because it's... Oh, I got a flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> the light is fading. The light is fading, but I... Oh, wow, it's bright. So it's a... Well, this is a San Marcos beer, and this is... Well, this is the hand-me-down brewery. Speaking of... Of... Uh, Lowering your carbon footprint. The this is this was uh, port brewing before mm-hmm. before it was uh, the leftover brewery. Uh, from the beginning of time, it was so decreed. From this, uh, from the from the this tree of knowledge, you shall not eat this fruit. Soon enough, the serpent slithered through the garden, convincing Eve to taste the nectar from this forbidden fruit. Once bitten and shamed, why was why would that be shameful? Eating a fruit like so you're bitten by a snake. Whatever, maybe maybe you slept with a snake. So <laughs> enjoy my nectar. Let's see. Once bitten and shamed, she was she then tempted Adam together. Their actions brought the original sin upon our world. Wait, the original sin is knowledge? It's tasting something? That's the original sin? No, the original sin is... It's not following directions? It's not following directions. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not... Uh, okay. This is a really weird font. Disconnect. I slept through my theology class. Disconnect. Oh, it's discontent, not disconnect. <clears throat> discontent to the rest oh discontent to rest on his laurels the serpent continued his cunning ways bringing more, bringing forth more temptations ultimately he foisted the world in foisted the world his own serpent stout a liquid I'm not going to read this anymore. It's really hard. It's, I would love to have a photo of what you're doing right now. John's flashlight, and I'm using air quotes, is his, is his iPhone uh, providing the light in a room that's getting to the point where everything's monochromatic. It's and, really hard to read. Yeah. And, and on it's, top of it's it, also it, a beer bottle, which is always hard to read. And it's also the type is like seven points. No, seven points is easy. I was doing, what, four last You would read this. <laughs> I know. I can't read that. No, it's hard. To read, speaking of Adam. I know, and it's probably some horrible little font I'll, that I makes mean, it look I'll get all. I'll my glasses and try, but I, makes it I look just all, have a feeling it's going to continue to no, be. No, it's going you know, to be Dabby's hibbly, 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 jibbly. Yeah, it's So odd. the Serpent Spear is brought to you today to tempt you into the original going temptation. to the Boss Dabby. Well, yeah, we could talk about the original temptation, like, hmm, to drink this beer? Okay, uh, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> no big deal. Uh, I don't know. Like, thanks, Eve, for bringing this up. Uh, I really like it. Good stuff, man. And then the serpent, you know, bravo, serpent. So this would go with, like, some nice sort of uh, uh, barbecue chicken, but not with icky barbecue sauce, but more like um, grilled with, like, some sort of nice seasonings on it. Nice marinade or something. Yes. That was the word I was looking for. <laughs> steak. I was thinking steak, too. Yeah, this would go well with steak. You could even have sauce on the side made with this beer for the Indeed. steak. 
I mean, it would be a, a forty dollar beer sauce, but no, no, you're, you're well, no, because it would be it would be serpent's steak sauce. <laughs> you could have it on rattlesnake. Yeah. Oh yeah, rattlesnake. Oh yeah. Okay, snake. Where are we gonna get snake? I want to eat. There are a lot of endangered garter eat. snake in that big field across from SFO. I went hiking in uh, one of the trails that start at Stinson Beach. Uh, a few weeks ago, and I had to turn back around because it was lousy with rattlesnakes. You could just hear them? No, I saw them at my feet crawling all over each other and having an orgy. Yeah. It was really scary. There, I saw probably 20 of them just in front of me, and I took some pictures and then turned around and ran. <laughs> I don't Was it like dry it. enough there for the rattlesnakes yes. to be out? For some reason, yes. It was completely arid. It wasn't it, by the beach, it wasn't, but we were hiking up. You were like up in, in the hills, hills yeah. It, it was less than a mile, though, from the from the start of the I don't trail. even consider that there would be snakes, specifically oh, rattlesnakes. Snakes. No. Rattlesnakes are all over the place up in Northern California. How come not in San Francisco? Because we killed them all. Okay. <laughs> There's nothing in San Francisco. The raccoons. I did get chased by a raccoon. Raccoons and skunks. Raccoons and skunks and parrots. I mean, come on. <laughs> and parrots. And foxes. I heard fo- foxes are starting to get lost up here. Really? Yeah. But uh, no, definitely... I, I'm on Russian Hill, and they're like raccoons and mm-hmm. skunks all over the place. And the raccoons are the biggest things I've ever seen. I mean, they're probably Their like about that are, big around. Yeah. And they're sort of like... They're very brazen. Yeah. And they have no fear. And they just sort of look at you. Yeah. And it's like, you know I might have rabies. You know that about me. <laughs> I, just I swear he lunged at me. Nobody believes me. I was running by, and I didn't. I thought it was a cat, so I didn't get out of the way. And then he... Yeah. It's like, that's the maybe biggest... Maybe he had babies around. Or so. Yeah. It was. Oh, another time I just saw... Uh, and on Union Street, which is pretty busy, yeah. Mama Skunk with like three little baby skunks. <gasps> and what they were doing was they were going down beneath parked cars. And they just kept walking. But they were just like traveling down between parked cars. That's super And cute. I saw them. And I'm like, I'm walking the other side of the street. I don't want to upset well, these guys. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's wildlife moment. Wildlife in San Francisco. Yes. And yeah, little foxes have shown up lost in the Presidio, not knowing where to go from there. Because they've come all the way up the peninsula. And they, they don't have the $5 to cross the bridge. No. So they can't get to Marin. Oh, it's six. I know. And it's a joke because you don't have to pay going north either. But and then oh. there, was a, there was a crocodile or alligator that showed up in Mountain Lake like a couple of years ago that was probably a discarded pet, but still was eating cats. Oh my lord! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what. Yeah, that's that would be disconcerting. How would it? How would it go traveling to eat the cat, or would it? No, the cat the, like neighborhood pets were like going missing. Mountain Lake's out by. Um, it's where Park Presidio starts into the Presidio, and yeah. there's a little tunnel on Park Presidio. Right as you go from the Richmond District toward that tunnel on the right side of the road, oh, there's a lake in the there. Presidio. Right. Oh, and, if, and of course, the animals that are out wandering will go. Yeah, go by the, the, oh, let's get some water. And yeah. Sh- chomp. That's a, moment. That's a moment for the cat. Good times. Uh, you know, one could argue that the cat, one less cat is not a bad thing. I don't like what this is the conversation. Carbon, what is the carbon footprint of a cat? Well, it's much, much bigger than a chicken. Actually, it's probably smaller. No, because cats it's, don't. Cats get around on their own because it's living in somebody's house, and it's yeah, and, but it's not getting trucked around. And food is being brought to it. the The way the only reason why the cat exists is because of some humans larger because of footprint. love, John. <laughs> <laughs> the cat uh, exists because of love. So you have a cat. Of, uh, My roommate has a cat. I'm a, I'm its stepmom. 
It's the best of, cat ever. What sort of cat is it? It's a Maine Coon. It's a long-haired orange cat. His name's Kevin. He's Kevin? Very, yes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yes. He, he is the most laid-back, affectionate, awesome. I don't care what his carbon footprint is. I don't care if he eats steak every day. He's he's brought. He brings everybody joy. I have a friend with a cat. Uh, she used, the the cat liked to drink the oil out of canned tuna. That sounds. But bad. didn't like the tuna. That's bizarre. And so she would save the can the tuna for me. <laughs> so I, and I like making tuna melts. So I'd go over, and she's like, here, I'm going to hold another container of tuna. And just like a, like six cans of tuna in a, in a Tupperware thing. I'm like, great. It's a perfect arrangement. We, that cat and I were a team. Yeah. <laughs> and all you have to do is add some mayonnaise to it, and it's fine again. Yeah. Chopped Speaking onions. of carbon footprint, that's backwards carbon footprint. <laughs> what, no, I'm tuna. eating the cat's leftovers? What are you talking about? Because <laughs> no, I was. The tuna. The tuna. Oh, well, yes. Yeah, that's, that's a Tuna's big. Tuna's terrible. You know that's a big thing. So on they have tuna on the right way to do tuna. I'm sure they do. <laughs> you know what? You know what they should serve guacamole and chips. Pretty much because that, that corner of California is avocado trees all over, all over the place. Sort of scaggly looking things, but they should be serving guacamole if they want to worry about their carbon footprint. And maybe you know some lemons. And well, citrus grows down there. Maybe they served the goldfish out of the pond. Koi are expensive. <laughs> oh, that's what they call a goldfish after yeah. they get big. After yes. they get big, they call them koi. But they could they could say that they're aged and charge forty dollars for them. That that's true. They could be aged koi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If it was Firestone Walker, they'd be raising the koi in bourbon barrels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Those fish would be loaded. Bourbon barrel koi. Yum. See, okay, so oh, this beer so, definitely passes. Yeah, so that good work, happens, serpent, yes. like shooting fish in a barrel. Oh, yeah, oh. No, that's where that came. <laughs> Why didn't that happen sooner? <laughs> <laughs> a fish, a barrel, and a smoking gun. Hmm. That was the that was the uh, the motto of suck. Oh, suck dot com. Suck dot com. To One suck. To they, suck. They, uh, they're not around as much. You ever read suck? No. Go online. So it's reruns. They stopped doing it like ten years ago now, and it was just a humor. It was a humor thing. The two guys started uh, out of Wired magazine mm-hmm. on their off time using Wired server at the time, which was you know a complex idea back in ninety four whenever Suck started. They actually went to Fry's and bought it and like plugged yeah and plugged it in and and plugged but it suck- into the to the router on the. That was next to the T1. Yeah. Suck.com is it's really good stuff. And they had, um, when you when you go there, you'll see that like if, every week they had different reoccurring uh, writers on different days. Mm-hmm. I'll do it. Oh, yeah. They have, this, they have this one cartoon that's all about um, two guys sitting by the pool. Going, gosh, you know, I wish life was just simpler. I wish I was like one of those people in like Vietnam who just toiled in the rice field and felt good about what they did because their life was real. And they like go into this whole thing of what that would be like. (laughs) (laughs) I'm tired of sitting by by the pool with my cocktails and having anything brought to me. I just don't feel real anymore. (laughs) So, speaking of real, so how does a beer get to be 40 bucks in a restaurant? It's. I think that it's becoming similar to wine markup. So the wine market markup is what? Double it and add thirty. Uh, That's the Celsius to metric. 
I mean, uh, met, uh, Celsius to Fahrenheit. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's, so you want to know it's like 30 degrees mm-hmm. is. So 30 degrees Celsius, double it and add 30. So that would be 60, 90 degrees. I don't think it's that. I think it's more just double it. Well, this. Um, oh, from uh, from wholesale, not from. Yeah, uh, oh. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, we're, yeah. And yes, maybe you're right. <laughs> well, no, if we went to I, the the serpent beer here, the Lost Abbey Serpent stuff. Yeah. Um, that's a twenty twenty five dollar bottle at the store. At the store, right? Uh, fourteen. So where is your secret store, John? Uh, the Mission, not the Mission. The uh, <laughs> the one the, on the Castro. The Petro- that I've never no, no, the Petro, the Petro Hill Whole Foods. Oh. This parabola that we bought, they had okay. multiple bottles of it, fifteen dollars. Okay, and if you went to City Beer, it'd be like thirty-two. So, but City Beer is real people. I know Whole Foods I'm, are. I'm depriving Craig and Beth of their sixteen dollars by buying it from the from the giant corporation. Yes. Okay. <laughs> You're probably killing babies while you do that, John. Yes. They don't have any babies. Oh, um, no, Whole Food takes the money that. Oh, actually, they, those. That's how they save money. They kill babies to make up for the extra which, money. Well, you know what? Which baby? Well, baby cows, right? That would be veal. Uh, baby lamb. But lamb regardless, these are expensive bottles of beer to start with. I like lamb shanks. See, they're, they're killing babies. <laughs> um, they are they are expensive to start with, and I don't. And there's just more involved in the brewing process, yeah. and a lot of times they are aged, and that also costs money to. To, to sit on the beers and to, not literally, but and right. temperature control and all these and, and barrel aging and all these factors. Well, like um, this beer, the Firestone. There's there's multiple beers that are there's multiple barrels that are involved, mm-hmm. and so they've got to go and grab those barrels and take care of them. And then when you um, when you are talking about the volume of of that you're trying to get. Unlike wine, right? So you have a hundred barrels of wine. That's going to make a lot of bottles of wine. Mm-hmm. Well, you have a hundred bottle. You have you do the same thing with with beer. You know that's going to fill like one keg. Okay, no, it's going to fill like a hundred, uh, two hundred kegs, uh-huh. right? So two hundred kegs of beer uh, is not a lot of beer. No. Well, people expect to pay more for seven fifty of wine than they do of seven fifty of beer. That's the and, which thinking. is still true. I mean, yeah. I still think the most expensive wine is going to be a lot more expensive. I mean, fifteen bucks is if you get a if fifteen bucks is where you start to get decent wine. Mm. Unless which you like seven fifty, you might say that about beer as well. Maybe, but you can you know you can you can make beer that's in and out the door pretty fast for a lot less, right? And so if you were selling that in seven fifty, it you know. Well, get back to Pliny. I forget what I paid for the bottle of Pliny. Although that's probably, this is probably a 500. Well, yeah. And, uh. Right, that's a liter. But it's the same. If you're a restaurant, I would not fault a restaurant for using the same formula to mark up beer than to mark up. Oh, I'm not. To I'm mark not, up, to mark up wine. I'm not saying that I wouldn't ever fault anybody. I'm just, I'm just asking the question, how does it get to be $40? Because it goes in one end and they multiply it by three, right? And or whatever they do, uh, yeah. whatever, I mean, whatever the that equation is. is, just a yeah mathematical right. formula that starts at the very. And I admittedly am only most familiar with the final stage of the entire process, right? Where I'm presenting at a table, but it is marked up that much because we do 
We do a the semi-formal presentation of the larger beers at tables, too, kind of like wine. We don't, like, sniff the cork or anything, but we, you know, we make it seem special because it is special. And mm-hmm. um, I guess my... I, I, don't want to denounce it just because I don't want to, I don't want to bite the hand that feeds me but my the way that I see it and this kind of um, operates on the the thought that your friend Glenn had that the pint is done mm-hmm. and that you want to taste smaller smaller portions of beer at a time so if you're ordering a forty dollar bottle of beer you're probably going to get four glasses out of it right. and a ten dollar beer is certainly well and, and and this big beer is going to be shared with four people certainly yeah. And so, you know, everybody gets to gets to try it. And so, you know, while you're gulping and going, Ugh, 40 bucks. Like, <laughs> well, you know, Glenn gets some, Katie gets some, yeah. and Motor gets some, and I get some. And yeah. we're all having a good time with that. Yeah. And then we're like, oh, my gosh, have you tried this? And you, like, bring the guy over from, you know, that we know and go, here, you should yeah. try this. Because, yeah. you know, it's the, social, it's the social aspect that's fun. I mean, really, you're just buying happiness. <laughs> well, you know, they say that money can't buy Wait. love. <laughs> yes. money, money can't buy love, although that's been proven uh, again and again to be wrong. But money can't buy happiness. I thought you were just paying money. I thought alcohol was just paying money to silence all those voices in your head. There's that, too. <laughs> uh, it's all important. See, that's happiness. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my gosh. So what's happening is that... Beer is diversifying into different stratas for different occasions and different ways to be enjoyed. And there are times when you're going to spend uh, X amount for a bottle that sounds expensive, but it really isn't because you're at the stage of the evening Mm -hmm. or the meal or the barbecue or whatever where it's nice to have something like this. Yeah. And you're going to sip it as slowly as you would. Um, it, it'll take as long to drink a snifter of this as opposed to a pint of Reality Check or something. I like Reality Check. Lines. I love oh, Reality <laughs> I could go for one of those right now, actually. You're but. never going to be hanging out with uh, Boomhauer and all the other guys in the alley, like King of the Hill, I drinking might. this. I'm, I'm moving to Texas. I, I might, bum, I might bum, change bum, some bum, things. Bum, 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 <laughs> bum, bum, but you're still not going to be hanging out in the alley drinking this. Certainly. I think that we all ought to have some of this every day in the alley. <laughs> well, that, I used to be able to do Hank Hill better. I can't do him the same. I like Boomhauer. can't do Boomhauer's voice. That's I too really difficult. Like I like all of them. That's a, that's a really They're all archetypes, show. aren't they? Yeah. Dale. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I like Dale's um, inexplic- inexplicable fascination with Hank's dad. <laughs> That's there's possibly guy- my favorite relationship okay, on the show. There's a person who will never listen to this. There's a guy who shows up every month at the uh, Caltrain board meeting. It's for the governing board that runs the trains between here in San Jose. And I swear to God, he's Hank Hill's dad. No. Because he's also... <laughs> he's got that... Because No. He... he, he <laughs> He looks like he has no shins. Oh man! And he's like an older guy, is he, and he's he an it's it's unbelievable. And nobody gets it when I. That's Hank Hill's dad. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> if, you, if you could try to take a secret picture of him sometime and send it to me, I'd I'm be going very to grateful. A long time. <laughs> there are two women that go around to a lot of brew pubs. They've probably been to uh, Monk's Kettle. Yeah. That look like Ned Flanders' kids. The two boys. <laughs> Like Rod and Todd? Like Rod and Todd. (laughs) 
two I, 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 two women in probably I would guess they're about fifty. They're sort of shorter and slighter, and they, but they've got that tight curly hair, oh, and they look like Rod and Todd. I, I hope that I and if you listen to the Beer School, that that's weeks. Motor at BeerSchool dot com, and I'll buy you a beer next time I see you. <laughs> <laughs> I've pointed them out to you, John, before, right? I know who they are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they look exactly like they Flanders. look like Rod and Todd. No, they look like Flanders kids. Older that's Flanders kids, right? Yeah, Rod and Todd. Yeah, Rod, Rod and Todd. Todd. There's there was a uh, couple that came into Monks a while ago, and Jay- my brother Jamie works there with me, and they both had like. Very similar. They looked very similar to each other and had long hair pulled back in a ponytail and were wearing John Lennon glasses and dressed a certain way. And I was like, oh my God, Jamie, it's Getty Lee and his wife, Getty Lee. <laughs> exactly alike. <laughs> well, didn't, so, didn't Steve Ballmer used to hang out at Tornado? Yeah, Steve. Oh my gosh. <laughs> there was this guy. He, uh, he looks exactly like Steve Ballmer. <laughs> and I think what happened was he one day stopped coming. I don't know why. It could have been because I everyone kept send, making fun of him. No, I <laughs> used to send out on the Twitters like, "Damn it, Ballmer's in my bar. He's not buying around." <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, there's people from Microsoft who followed me on Twitter, and they're like, "Dude, Ballmer's not in San Francisco. <laughs> he wouldn't even go to Tornado anyway." And like, no, there's this dude who looks exactly like Steve Ballmer. So then one night we were hanging out with him. For, because you know you want to know who you're making fun of, right? Of course. And uh, it turns out he was a big open source uh, Linux guy, mm-hmm. and he, <laughs> which was which was absolutely hilarious to listen to this guy go on and on and on, and he was really sharp. He really knew his stuff, but he looked like Balmer, which made the joke even funnier because here's this guy, big open source uh, software movement guy. Looking like Steve Ballmer. Gadunka. Gadunka. And I haven't seen him in a year, at least. Is there any more of the serpent's nectar in that yeah, bottle? Yeah, there is. There? There's a lot, actually. <laughs> I'm going to turn, I'm gonna turn well, since a light, because it's too freaking dark. I like this mysterious darkness. Really? Well, I'm just going to turn on this light. Ah, oh, nice. perfect. It's, it's like the light out of the bathroom. Exactly. <laughs> I'll, just, go- I'll just turn on this light so you know where to go. I now I was thinking uh, I'm going on a little trip tomorrow, and so uh, tomorrow night I'll be staying in a lovely hotel in downtown Los Angeles. I Remember the last time you were in Los Angeles, you phoned into the beer school robot. No, that was two times ago. Okay, that was two times ago. I'll do my best to get drunk and phone into the beer school so robot funny. again. What's the beer school robot? So we have a we have a robot that takes messages, mm-hmm. and it's beer school robot. So um, and it's a really difficult number to know. It's four two four two four two beer beer five. No, there is what? So the number is four two four two four two. Uh. Something three three <laughs> seven five. That is a difficult this number. This is why to I'm remember. the only person who ever calls in the beer school robot because I've got it. No, you just go me. look it up. It's on the it's on the web page for uh, the beer school robot. Something, so anyway, something. you get, No, the thing is, is that so basically, it's kind of a nod to the Canadian two four two four two four two three three seven five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, but when you try to dial it, you're like, uh, "Where am I?" Because you're doing. 
242-424-3375. Uh-huh. Like, oh, wait, that's wrong. It's No, it's 242-424. Seems like the smart thing to do would just be to save it to your phone. Yeah, when you're sober and, yeah. then, and then drunk dial the robot. Sure, Nobody right. listens to the show sober. No. It's a fact. Yeah, and we've had people call in to the robot going, oh, thank God I finally got the robot. <laughs> Years. I've been trying for a whole hour, and it's so confusing. The two four two four two four. My old, my phone number. Exhaustion. My first phone number in the city was three nine 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 five five nine. Three nine 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 five 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 nine. Three nine 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 five five nine. Oh, that's not so hard. And then growing up, one of my phone numbers was eight eight seven seven eight eight seven. Those are easy. That one's easy to remember. Anywho. Huh. Gadunk. Anyway, so anyway, on, but uh, there's, but there's, you know, I used to remember tons of phone numbers because I would have to dial them all the time. I don't know anybody's phone number. If I ever lost this thing, I wouldn't know how to get a hold of it. You know, maybe three people. Oh, see, in college, when I got a phone in my apartment, where I bought a phone with an answering machine where you could program in yeah. numbers. Oh, right. One time the battery died. And yeah. I lost all the numbers, and from that point, I've had everything redundant, and I like memorize a lot of people's numbers. Still, it's like oh, da, 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 redundant. Da, da. Yeah, make sure you make sure you put your phone numbers in like a book. Make sure you dundant again. Yeah, you're done, <laughs> you, and you dundant it somewhere else. So, for all your beer skull fans, if John posts this in the next three hours. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, that's not going to happen. I know it's not. That's why I'm going to say this. I'll be on the coast starlight, traveling between Oakland and Los Angeles to all day tomorrow. Oh, so you're taking the train down? I'm taking. Nice. The, I need to stare out the window and listen to books and music. I agree. And it's just like I, I'm going to LA, and I'm like, do I want to fly? Do I want to rent a car? No, I'm going to take the train. No, take the train and like stare out the window and drink some beer and have sandwiches. Train. Cool. Are you taking? Are you bringing sandwiches and beer, or getting? <laughs> I got no, beer. I don't think I've succeeded on getting sandwiches. That was one of my failings today. And as we learned last week, recording. Yes. My original plan was I'm going to go to Memphis Minis and get a ton of barbecue. And yeah. Bring it on the well, train. that didn't work because you know why? They're not open they're on, on Mondays. They're Aww. closed. It's very sad. And since I'm very one dimensional and stubborn, uh, ten to nine. No barbecue at 10 to 9. Yeah, there's no barbecue at 10 to 9. <laughs> Definitely not. I don't think in heaven there's barbecue at 10 to 9. So there's certainly no. not any down here. I'll have to go back. So if you're moving to Texas, tell us about some barbecue. Yeah. What are your What are your feelings uh, on barbecue? Uh, I enjoy barbecue, but I am not. Um, I'm not an expert. I'm not very. What do you like though? You don't have to be an expert. I'm not an expert on beer. Um. What, I, what do I like in Texas? No, what do you like barbecue? I like oh. Memphis Minis because I like dry rub. I don't like goop all over my meat. I yeah. do. Okay. So that's that, that'll be what I'm. So that's it. That's yes. you know. So you know maybe some. Do you like sweet goop or yes. tangy goop? Okay, yes. sweet goop. Both. Definitely. Uh, you know, I have to say, Texas is one of, one of the most fun places for barbecue. Yeah. Because you go down the street and there's a barbecue place. Ooh, look at that! And you go down the street a little bit more, <laughs> and then there's another barbecue place. Yeah. And then, what the problem with Dallas Fort Worth is that it starts to repeat itself. It's like every seven miles, it's a, it's it's just like the last seven miles. Mm-hmm. 
Like, oh, hey, there's a Denny's. Oh, we must be seven miles from the last Denny's. <laughs> it's like driving down El Camino. Yeah, exactly. It's like driving El Camino, down. Going down El Camino, which is, for those of you who don't know, El Camino is the old road between San Francisco and San Jose. And it's like the Flintstones. Taco Bell, <laughs> Jack in the Box, Burger King, downtown, McDonald's, well, the KFC. Thing- Taco Bell, Burger yeah. King. <laughs> the the thing that's kinda, oh look, rich people. <laughs> the thing the thing that's kind of disappeared is the uh, is the uh, the inns. You know the the motor the motor homes, not the motor homes, but the motels. Where am uh, I going to live if there are no motor homes? <laughs> <laughs> no, those those have one by one disappeared because of the the chain hotels and the you know just because there's not the traffic on the El Camino anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm fascinated. There are places that used to like sell chili and beer, or it's like chili and steaks, and you see them by the side of the road. And there's one that I think is still around over in the East Bay that I want to go check out. Mm. So I remember other ones when I was when I was, pardon me, younger. Chili and steaks by the side of the road sounds really good. I should probably get off my rear and open another beer too. Are we doing the weasel poop? The weasel poop beer. Mm. So I don't know anything about this beer. Katie, do you have I don't, insight? I mean, I know that it's made with the coffee, that, with the coffee beans that are excreted from weasels. So evidently, <laughs> Which is these a delicacy. We, evidently these weasels yes. eat coffee. They eat the fruit that has the bean. And <clears throat> then the bean is left over. And uh, inside their... Uh, Weasel pellets. Mm-hmm. So the bean is replaced from the... And evidently, it's the best coffee that you'll ever have. Now, I would say... <laughs> it has to be... It has to... Part of this is the reassuringly expensive getting in... Coming uh-huh. to play here. Right? Because it's like $120 a pound. Mm-hmm. So, of course, you're going to say... Yeah, it's the best coffee I ever had. Because you're spending... Well, forty dollars. Mm-hmm. You're spending forty dollars on that cup of coffee at the end of your, uh, at the end of your evening with the it, dessert. It's kind of an affront to your ego if you don't if you don't say it's the best coffee you've ever had and you just spent that much money. Exactly. So the uh, the guys from Merkeler <laughs> or Michaeler. McKellar. McKellar. It does look like Michaeler though. In this light, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that it's wrapping around the thing. And there is a weasel down in the corner. <laughs> Those weasel noises weasel. for the people at home. <laughs> and. Wow, it's very dark. Uh, it's. I, I would. If you can use the, the bathroom light to see this beer lace in your glass, I just want you to contemplate that that's what your insides are about to look like. See, look at that. I'm putting Mine's the flashlight in a dark place. <laughs> look, the flashlight, the flashlight does not penetrate. Yeah, it's. This is a big beer. This is an amazing beer. And I've only tried this once before. This is available. I live in Noe Valley, and this is available at uh, Plump Jack Wine down the street from my house. Uh-huh. The Plump Jack Wine that has beer. Yes. As opposed to one in the marina that doesn't have beer. Oh, it doesn't? Uh, well, I haven't been in like a year and a half. But oh. somebody when Plump changed. Jack opened in Noe, they're like, oh, you need to go over there. You have a really good beer selection. And then I'm like, oh, there's one over in the marina. And I went by there, and I was like, nope. no, we don't. We don't. Well, this yes. Um, wow. It's, yeah, it's it's absolutely amazing. I Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> so thick. I haven't tasted it yet. I've just smelled it and like, wow, this is big. And I've, I've never smelled weasel ass. 
Uh, sorry, fermented weasel ass. Fermented weasels. How do wow, we... that last beer, actually, I remember this beer tasting a lot more like coffee, but the last beer tasted so so dry and so much like coffee that it's bringing out like these vanilla caramely kind wow. of notes in here. It's All making it sweeter. It's still, it's still really good. It's um, very, has a very bitter end. Yes. Uh, but there's notes, like you said, chocolate, vanilla. Yeah. This, mm. it, it makes it a softer, more desserty beer from so the serpent stout, I guess, is the is the least sweet of the three. Yep. Um, this was very sweet. Mm-hmm. You're right. This is really wow. It's really yeah. amazing. So uh, the Merkeler, uh weasel beer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would definitely go find a bottle of this. Should be able to find this pretty much everywhere in the country. It, Anywhere yeah. in the country, probably. <laughs> no. Really? No, you know more about this. So okay, so it's not available in Texas right now because oh. the reason that we got it, my roommate Stephanie, also works at the Monk's Kettle with me. We're all one big happy family there, and my boyfriend Bodie, who is visiting from Texas, and that's why I'm moving to Texas, was he was visiting and during the day while Stephanie and I were at work, all like angry and stomping around and wanting to go home and not be at work, he found this and bought this, and the three of us split it when we got home and. We all agreed that it was one of the best beers we've had in a really long time, and the first text I got from him when he got home was, I am so disappointed with the beer selection in Texas now, there's no weasel poop in anything. (laughs) (laughs) Do you say it like that, or do you say, baby? (laughs) (laughs) I reckon reckon now that I'm back down here in Texas. He doesn't doesn't use his, he doesn't, um, his texts are not indicative of his accent. I'm doing my best to evoke uh, Nicolas Cage in... uh, now I just forgot the name. The David Lynch film. Mm. Wild at Heart. I, yeah, I know what you're talking about. And no, he doesn't sound Honey. Like Honey. <laughs> but <laughs> Have you ever been to Bodie, California? Nobody heard of it. It's a ghost town, It's right? a lovely ghost town, yes. Yeah. I've never been there either. I should get on that. I love ghost towns. I love stuff about uh, the, old, the Old West. Yeah, gold Rush. Ghost town. Very eerie. Have you been out to the uh, gun emplacements in the Presidio? No. That's sort of Old West. And and guns, um, well, you have to imagine the guns. They took them out. <laughs> <laughs> or the tourist spot that one day I will make it to. The uh, the Nike missile uh, base up in the Marin Headlands. Oh, I've been Where they there. have the restored missiles, where they go through the whole launch sequence and like bring them out. And get them <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Russia. Actually, the Nikes, I think, were supposed to fire at missiles that were coming at us. They were. That was the idea, was they were to uh, go up and blow up in it's front of... how much money we've wasted on this crap. You know, that's and crazy. that seems like a really great idea <laughs> until you start to figure out that there's 30,000 of them and you're trying to figure out the trajectory of 30,000 missiles. And then later on in 1970... Well, excuse me, in 1981, Missile Command came out and you had a trackball and you had to move this around and you found out... Just how impossible this whole problem was. <laughs> Which, as a young man in 1981, I was trying to figure out how I could build a trackball controller for my Atari. Oh, it's actually pretty simple. No, I wasn't as, as adept at those things as you were, John. I know, I'm just saying it's... I did build, I did build myself a push-button <laughs> controller. Oh, cool. Taking apart a joystick. We we go into this every now and then on the show. I don't know. 
Okay, okay. A trackball is easy because it's this axis and this axis. But you have that. to get those little motor things that Encoders. figure out where the balls go. It's an encoder. And all it does is it so goes you know in. those things. And, and, and it just puts out like this. And John is drawing this right now, by the way. And then this one goes the same thing. and just totally oh, I understand the theory. I wouldn't know where to get the parts to build it. From from Digikey. Digikey. Like we had Digikey in Kernville. They, they, were, they were mail order and they were everywhere. Digikey has been the foundation of like electronics a, building since. All I had was model rail rotor. Okay. Okay, so I want to take the show in a different direction right now. I don't right know how now. to talk to you guys right yeah. now. <laughs> I want to I take the show in another direction right now. <laughs> one of our best episodes ever was Rockstar Bartender. Oh, yeah, the third one. Where, having, having, uh, having worked in the industry for a while now, can you tell us, actually tell our listeners, how to be a good patron at a bar? Mm, okay. Um, I, at first, I don't have any experience in actual like hard alcohol cocktail kind of bartending so no, 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 we're I, talking this is about going beer. to be very we're, beer specific somebody walks in yeah that it's right. called beer school all right there are two things I, this is gender specific even there's a thing you should the, the, it's the thing that bugs me the most when a girl says it and the thing that bugs me the most when a guy says it john you're gonna like this when a girl says i don't like dark beer and I like dark beer. <laughs> <laughs> Have you even tried it? No. And I like dark beer. That, yes. I, and, I, and then I'll say, what don't you like about dark beer? And is it sweet? If is I, it, yeah, if I feel like it... putting in the time, they'll end up with a dark beer in their right. hand that they like. If I don't feel like it, I'm just like, here, have an Allagash White. But... <laughs> What, no pomegranate cider on draft? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. Know, yeah. No, it's fine, and it's got its time and its place, but it's it's. We, I don't think we're ever going to have a cider on draft. Um, oh, so many ciders you're going to miss then. Um, there but anyway. This, there was this cider last year that was <laughs> so good. I like ciders when they're really funky and like dry. Well, and, this, and, the, the single varietal stuff that Vince made from Two Rivers, Yeah. it was so good. And he and it was... It was uh, Single varietal apple, this granny apple, the sour apple. I mean, it was just that every every other week was something new that had just come off the out of the orchard. I, I that sounds good, and I'm I will certainly drink and enjoy cider, but I just I don't think it's ever going to be on tap at long. So okay. That's no. okay, so the girls come in and say, "Yes, I don't like dark beer." I don't like dark beer. Guys come in and say, "What ale do you recommend?" <laughs> What ale do you yes. recommend? And in their head, I mean, I'm I'm being if I, if I want to be compassionate, I understand that when they say ale, they're thinking like Sierra Nevada Pale Ale or something oh. that's a little hoppy and bitter and darker and, and seems a little more masculine. So hmm. they can ask for that, but there are also, I mean, if I'm feeling a little snarky, I'll be like, well, that's about 98 percent of our menu. So <laughs> I, but I I'm glad you know that you like top fermenting beer. Let's talk about that. Yeah. You know, and uh, so. That's, that's probably the thing. I suggest you go across the street to Kilowatt and learn how to do it. <laughs> that is on 16th, isn't it? Yes, it my, is. And yeah. I like it there a lot. I like those people uh, a lot. I'd say go um, over there I, and I, practice, that's where and I then go. you can come over. Um, I'll have Sierra. Yeah. Okay. So those are just the two things. I mean, I'd, uh, d- d- making blanket statements like that are just... It's great. And I feel bad even saying that, because a lot of times when people say either of those things, they'll be very open to listen to what I have to say, and then we can go. Yeah, because they don't know what they're talking about. They're going to a place where where it's known for beer, and so they're going to be a little timid when they realize they just said something really stupid. Well, give them them the 
give him the C for effort. Yes. I mean, we were all No, there. I like, give him a B for effort. <laughs> no, we're going to give him a C for effort. I give least him a D for knowledge, but it's, you know, a B for effort. Well, let's give him an N for knowledge. It's better than walking in order to Stella. That happens a lot, too. I'll have Stella. Although less lately. Well, yeah, you know, because I just keep cursing it. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's the big problem that I always... When someone it goes in, they don't bother to look up the, at the board. That's me. They don't see what's I, there. <laughs> and they just me. say, I want this. I go to Tornado and I go, Rataburger. <laughs> One day you're going to walk in and they're not going to have Ratterburger. And they're going to be Oh, mad. no, 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 no. Because Ratterburger is picking up more accounts. Oh. That's my goal. Make what sure what do you like about Ratterburger? I, you know, I've described the, the ascent of somebody who goes to the entire world of beer. And you start out and you go, <clears throat> and this, this is somebody who I'm, you know, 20 plus years drinking beer now. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you know, first it's like darker beer, yeah. Then it's like hoppier beer, mm-hmm. and then it's like Belgian beer, and then it's like stronger beer. I made a and chart then, of this, and, and then it's, it's totally like, this and you get all the way. Thing. That's so funny. And what happens is you get to the top, mm-hmm. and when you get to the top, you fall over the other side and you land in Pilsner. It's cyclical. And at Pilsner, you just go, and of all the uh, of all the good Pilsners, the you know, if you go through Bitburger, Rataburger, Yaver. Pilsner or Quell, Trumer, mm. Reality Check. That I, my reality check. Brian so if you much. go through all those, I like Radeberger the best mm. because it's the hoppiest of all the European Pilsners. Okay. And Tornado serves it too warm. Huh. Too warm. Too warm. For, for your taste? Period. Too warm. Okay. They're serving it at their ale temperature and they need to bring it down some. Okay. Ha! I said something bad about Tornado. Wow, they should call me JP. No, they should just put a jacket on that, and and then then that beer can be colder. Um, Zeitgeist, it comes out nice and cold. Or not nice and cold, but it's got to be down there some. And the Mm -hmm. the Pilsners at Tornado are usually a little bit too warm. But I love Radeberger. I'm going to go there and go to the brewery, and I'm going to kiss it. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's and you talk to brewers, and it's like, yeah, we... We can't make that stuff. That takes too long. It's you know, yeah. We can't just throw in hops to make it better. You know, we want a Rattaburger. Rattaburger. <laughs> we have more uh, weasel. <laughs> we have weasel poop. We got some weasel poop, and we got some more uh, serpent beer. And we have a little bit of Firestone left. I'm excited about the end of the Firestone because I want to taste it when it's even warm. Yep. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I, my goal is to get off the train in Dortmund and get back on the train. Because Dortmund, the Dortmunder style is a dying style. And I want to get two beers while I'm over in Germany from the, the breweries. That Why is it, it dying? People don't like it? It, it doesn't no distrib- really... No distribution? doesn't really get out anymore that much. Oh, that's you go, If you go to Pie Bar, yeah. they have the lights that say Dortmunder Kronen. And Dortmunder Kronen was a big German import to here probably 25, 30 years ago. And I don't think the Dortmunder Cronin Brewery exists anymore. And it's sort of a variation. You need it's motorbeerschool.com. It's sort of a variation on alt, mm-hmm. which I like. First time I went to Dusseldorf, I'm sitting down at this 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 uh, alt bar, 
or alt pub. And it's like, you know, this, they come around with the trays and just throw the glass down, throw the glass down. I'm like, I really like this. Where is this flavor? What is this? It's Anchor Steam! <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, and it's just like, oh. So, yeah, first, first place going when I get into Germany is Dusseldorf to the alt thing. So, the best part about beer school is? Their homework. Their homework. I don't know if that homework is homework in that language, but I'll learn that. Figure that out. All right. So the homework for you is to figure out how to say how to say the homework. Housework. 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 House is home and work is work. Housework. Although I'll I'll come up with it. If I had my device, I could oh, figure it's housework. It out right well, you can figure it out anyway. Um, the homework <laughs> is beer in German would be interesting because it's probably the homework. Anyway, the homework is beer. So is the homework beer? It is. So your homework this week is to go find some beer, and it could be this wonderful Firestone Parabola. It could be this Merkeler Weasel beer. It could be this wonderful Serpent Stout. But it's something. It's going to be That's something. That's the beauty of radio, right there. Exactly. Podcasting. <laughs> or it could be Wait, let me open another let me open another one <laughs> yeah so we can tell this story now because it's so old uh, and we'll get back to the homework but we did nobody sh- ever fried a salad nobody ever fried a salad <laughs> no that was made up and the other thing that we made up was when we did homebrew part one we made up all the beers we didn't. We didn't actually have. We any. like sat around with six pack anchor steam or something. But did you yeah. have your nifty little pen to the bottle trick? That no, we did this. So it, it, it no, was we, so it was like this. It was it was um, no here. Oh wait, here. <laughs> Amazing. And, and so we uh, we faked all the beers on that show. Oh, there was this strawberry lager. <laughs> the, strawberry, <laughs> the strawberry blonde. Yeah. And so uh, the, one of the owners of the 21st Amendment, we were hanging out with him, and he was like, hey, do you guys have any more of that strawberry blonde? That show? <laughs> and I'm like, what are you talking uh, about? We made it like, up. <laughs> like, no, dude, we totally made that beer up. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> We didn't have any of that beer. He's like, oh, damn. That sounded awesome. I'm like, it was. <laughs> it was great. So, yeah. we. Uh, we so, made- the homework is for me to learn to say <laughs> homework in German. Yeah. How do you say I don't understand English? Expect a kind of... Now, I don't understand English. Expect a kind of English. Because I don't understand German is uh, roughly expect a kind of Deutsch. All right. So the the idea is for the homework is you're going to go find down at your local because everyone has you know their their beer lo their beer bar uh, slash purveyor of beer and you're going to go look for the expensive bottles of beer and now all the things that we had on the show tonight were fifteen dollars roughly mm-hmm. uh, with the exception of the Pliny that was five bucks. So, you know, we're trying some things that that are... We could just tell them it's plenty younger, and then they... <laughs> yeah, we could say that it's plenty. Hey, I heard that this year they're not, gonna, they're not going to um, uh, do growlers. 
Of the younger? Well, of that's because it's sold out in like an hour last I know, year. but they're gonna, they're basically saying, no, the dumb. only way that you can have a Pliny the younger is to enjoy it in a pint. Mm-hmm. Good. Good for well, them. Yeah, good for them. Yeah. I used to participate in that sort of thing back when Eye of the Hawk was a special beer. Ah. At uh, Mendocino Brewing. Right. Mm-hmm. And you'd go up and you could only buy like a case or two and I wish... So anyway, there's all these beers. There's these wonderful things that you can try. Um, the the weasel beer, the Lost Abbey, the Firestone, <laughs> weasel ass the, beer. The uh, and I, it and doesn't. I'm I've never tried weasel ass, but I'm pretty sure this doesn't taste like weasel okay. ass. Okay, there's somebody in the city who has, and we should get them on the show. We, yes, I just I, I well, just yeah, we'll, don't we'll, let that dissuade. We'll you. We'll go to the, the weasel ass tasting forum really on Yahoo, in California. Uh, <laughs> Yahoo Groups has a thing for weasel ass. So, um, but the idea is that these are beers that you would probably, possibly. Just dismiss because they're more expensive than you're normally used to paying. And once again, you know, I sound like a stuck record, but enjoy these with your friends. Enjoy these with your friends. Um, <laughs> ha- have you know, pair them with pair them with s- some things like we were talking about the uh, the Firestone having being really good with dessert. You know, and uh, pot. You know, the the. Some fruit might be good. Some raspberries might be good. The sorbet might be good. The chocolate might mm-hmm. be good. You know, you kind of never know what those things are going to go good with. Could it's we, sure could fun we to try. A, but, could we ask the uh, the listeners to send in $100,000 so we could build the outdoor beer school tasting kitchen? Yeah. <laughs> so we need $100,000 to build the outdoor tasting kitchen. Or I ain't kitchen. preaching no more. Right. <laughs> Man, could you imagine if they did that? They sent me this. I didn't even ask for this. This is a Your brand- flashlight? No, my flashlight. <laughs> no, this showed up in the mail. Another so one this of those is fat phones. This is a this is a iPhone 3GS. And it showed up mysteriously just like the first phone did. Nice. Um and it showed up as a, you know, in a box and I opened it up and inside it had the same rules as the first one and I know that it, I don't know that it's from a different person, but it could be from the same person who sent me the my original phone. But it had the rules, which are you must use this, so you have to either jailbreak it or or get a contract for it. Um, and when you're done using it, you have to pass it on to somebody else. It's like a, an iPhone chain letter? Yeah. So, <laughs> so anyway, oh, cool. so I, like I got that. this. And I would say there's Remember two problems. There's two problems with this. One of them is the freaking logo is too big for the Apple. I hate this. It's monster size. Somebody said make the logo bigger, and they did. And uh, I don't like it as much as my first phone. But I'm not. I'm not complaining. Your I'm first saying, free phone. My, not like my, your second free my phone. My, fir- my first free iPhone. And I have a perfectly good razor. I know. And, <laughs> and so the thing that's going to happen is is when the new um, iPod Touch comes out. That talks to 3GS or to the uh, to the G. To How does that not make it a phone? <laughs> I know. No, it's just gonna it's just gonna get data, and I'm gonna port the number to the data, and uh, I'm gonna ditch phone forever. Bye bye. And then this is gonna get given to somebody else. That's why I love sweet. That's why I love the listeners. Yeah, that, that's that's very cool. Hmm. So, damn it, it must be full. <laughs> so, for people who are not me, for people who are not you, what's the homework? 
the homework. Well, we were just talking about the homework. Buy, go buy the $40 beer. Go buy $40 or, beer. You know, 15, it's, if it's at if, homework, it's going to be $15. Well, and the thing $20. is that if you're buying it at the store, it's going to be a $15 beer. Mm. Right? It's going to be, this was 16 this was 13 that was 15 So, And Whole Foods is pretty pervasive in places with smart people across the country. Yeah. And Whole Foods Petrero. Yeah, Whole Foods. Best food, beer selection of much. all the Whole Foods in the of city, all, I think. And, yeah. uh, well, I've been to both of them, and I'm not fond of the one that's by the freeway entrance. Mm-hmm. The same way that I'm fond of that one. I mean, I could teach out of that Whole yeah. Foods. Well, Wes. <laughs> well, there's also Shout one out like to Franklin, and, amazing Franklin and Geary or Franklin and O'Farrell. That, I haven't been to that one. There's also one in Noe. That's a very oh, yeah, tiny, the new one. It's, it's a Half Foods. It's super, a half food, super but tiny. Where the old Cala was on like the right side of the street going mm-hmm. up the hill. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be one at the end of Haight Street by Amoeba. Nice. Oh, wow. Or is that... Yeah, it's going to be a Whole Foods. And then there's, then there's your equivalent of... Uh, of uh, uh, city beer, which could be Beer Revolution, or yes, uh, what's the pl- Healthy Spirits? Love Healthy Spirits. Is that the one that Castro? Yeah, Castro on Fifteenth. Yeah. What's the one over? What's the one over in Berkeley? Uh, Ledger's. Yeah, Ledger's. Yeah, Ledger's. Jock Shop out by me. Yeah, and then if you're going to go north, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 liquor where no. <laughs> Rick's Liquor Warehouse. There's a place in Santa Rosa that's fantastic for both wine and beer. And I think it's still Rick, Rick's Liquor Warehouse, but it, I could be wrong. But the name, like, Rick's Liquor Warehouse, I mean, come on. Well, you know, there's a, you know, there's people who live in Colorado there that talk about some place that's between Boulder and Denver that is this big warehouse. I've been there. No. Uh, uh, oh, gosh. Called like bubbles or something. Yeah, and these people are pissed. bubbles. They, no, but it's not. I, I've no, been there, though. But they're there a few months but ago. they're mad because they can't open another one, right? Because of the way that Colorado liquor laws work, that you can only, as a family, you can only have one, one bottle shop. Yeah, you can't have oh, okay. more than one liquor license. That's bizarre. That's the way Colorado works, right? Okay. And so you can't just be disowned from the family and have the brother open Communism. one over there because, you know, that doesn't work that way. It's like, <laughs> sorry. So, uh, anyway, uh, it's supposed to be amazing, and I kind of want to go. Oh, that's only a month away. Yeah, no um, GABF for me. I'll unfortunately be in Germany. GABF. I want to go to GABF. It's a trade show, and I'm not, I'm, I don't like crowds. That's why you didn't go to the rest show. That's why I didn't you go missed to out, my friend. Oh my gosh. Did you go to Rush? She I did. did. <laughs> I know so many people went to Rush. And I'm like, I don't know. That was my first Rush show, so it was, it was a big deal. I've never seen Rush, and I'm like, but they and I told my friend, who was like, I got a ticket for you. I'm like, you know, if they, uh, if they close their final encore with Take Off, with Bob, <laughs> with Bob and Doug McKenzie on stage. I'll say I was wrong for not showing up. If that doesn't happen, that was the because I'll was, be out there if they do Xanadu. Xanadu to Kubla Khan, it's daily pleasure, don't decree. That was the song they used on The Simpsons when The Simpsons went to Canada. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, they sound. It is apparent for 
I think they can be classified now as aging rockers, and it is apparent. No, really? Like they've, lived, they, they've led a very clean lifestyle because they still sound really good. And ACDC knew early on that if they just sang the way they did, they didn't have to leave a clean, well, leave a clean okay. lifestyle. Yeah, to... this is like the whole rock and roll vote. Take off! <laughs> <laughs> So, so homework. Are we? Are we're done with the homework. No, we're done. Okay. Buy some fifteen dollars bottles of beer, or f- go to a restaurant and enjoy forty dollars bottles of beer. Sure. Or yeah. if you're a home brewer, just follow a weasel around with a little bag and collect its <laughs> poo and brew with that. I think there's more the more processing with the poo. The home nope, brewers. That's it. <laughs> the, the home brewers are pretty resourceful. I like hanging out with the home brewers. Hey, did you hear about the home brewer who got a new who got a new cool job? I hope this is a joke. No, Chad. He's he's no <laughs> Chad's no longer the no longer the producer. He's he's a monkey at he's uh, a, a hard worker at Drake's. No, he's a monkey at uh, uh, Drake's. No, he's not. He's not at Drake's. He's at uh, what's that place that they all hang out at? EJ Fair. Yeah, EJ Fair. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so congratulations, I was Chad. For Drake's farm. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody wants to work at Drake's. You're shaking your head, yes. <laughs> <laughs> John, my quiet uh, gestures are meant to be that for those within the studio. I see. Well, I, you know, I have to. Okay, so. Speaking, they really shine that turd called drakes didn't they yeah everything looks better so <clears throat> let's um let's do a wrap-up of these beers because <clears throat> i haven't really ever done that but one of these things is not <laughs> yeah, pretty much. one of these things doesn't belong yeah that you know that's our go-to beer that's the beer that we drink like all the time Pliny's uh, the beer you know. that everybody likes yeah i like that's... blind pig more like... than pliny yeah I've never heard such a thing. Wow. Yeah. I'm an iconoclast. Well, but he's yeah. he's also a fan of Radberger. Radberger, yeah. Yeah, Um, I like Blind Pig, too. You play a little game. Give me three beers, and I'll pick pick which one. It, offer me three beers, and let's see which one I pick first. Okay. Oh, can I play this game it's first? It's like Mary yeah, Fuck yeah, Hell yeah. with beer. All right. <clears throat> All right. Anchor Liberty... Vlaganita's uh, new new Dogtown Pale, and um, <laughs> this is interesting. Uh, Triple Rock Ipax Liberty. Liberty is like my desert island beer. No right. matter how much I go on about Radeberger, Liberty is like my desert island beer. Pliny is absolutely my desert island beer. Mm, okay. That's <laughs> that's that's kind of when we when we have plenty on tap. That's everybody's shift beer at the end of the shift. You know the picture of Winnie the Pooh when he's like on his back with like the 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 honey mm-hmm. jug. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's like me and Liberty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and no comment about Ipax. No, Ipax is really good now. Yeah, Roger's got and Roger. Well, no, he's bought me off. He's got Pilsners on all the time too. Since when? Mm, a couple of months ago. Wow. Well, good for him. You know, he's and there's a, a 
that he's got a series going on called uh, we call it the she. We call it the she. The single hop experience. Oh, IPAs. The single hop experience. The she. So he's going. I want a she. She beer. Yes. A she beer. We had we had all ten of the McKellar single hop at once. It was a really interesting way to isolate what kind of hops you like. True. And some I don't. And yes, and some that that's yeah. Triple well, Rock that, is running the hoppy pills. <laughs> that's coming up. The uh, what do you want? I want hoppy pills. <laughs> the uh, the Hop Rhizome Festival is coming up uh, at uh, the Bistro. And the cool thing about that is it's one the homework. Oh, it's no, one sorry. it's one hop beers. And so if you've if you want to taste what Cascade tastes like, you can find that. If you want to mix it with Nevada. If you want to mix Cascade and Chinook, you can make mm. that. And you can taste those things. We did uh, we had little cocktails with the McKellar single hops too. It's pretty fun. I guess we're not going to wrap up these beers. This Oh, is, are we supposed to talk we, about No, we I just or? wanted to talk a little bit about them because yeah. it's a um, They're very good. They're Every- an experience per se. The food pairing is definitely fun, but it's not necessary. These yeah. beers are exploding with flavor. Like this steak, this brownies, that coffee. <laughs> well, I think also dark, something yeah, we dark, learned, yeah. and you brought this up. Yes, they're all they're all imperial stouts, and the sequence that we tasted them in brought out a different flavor for oh, you yeah. because you had the best memory of the flavor of the the mickle mm-hmm. and having that after something else that changed your palate yeah made you have a different experience with the beer they're three amazing beers i love them all i do probably like the mickle and plain the <laughs> and plain I mean, yes, that's there was that yeah, i could turn a little orphan beer off by himself. can i see the plain bottle I don't think so. I think yeah. it's done. Pliny's, Pliny's pretty much. Because it's still pretty hot in here. <laughs> yeah. So this Pliny is, uh, was 8, 11, 10. So this Pliny is. A couple weeks. A couple weeks old. Our last keg of Pliny was one day old, which, <sighs> yeah. You know, it, okay, as much as I love that. You can't call it IPA anymore when it's one day old. <laughs> it's, yeah. Oh, we're gonna do a whole show on this. We yeah, already did it. We already yeah, did a whole show. We're gonna get Brian Hunt in here. And I we're was gonna really. Has Brian gonna, Hunt ever been here? No. And oh. the thing is, is that Brian Hunt would totally dig this whole venue. He does like to talk about beer. He does. And uh, I love when, that man. When we were at Boonville, it was a really fun, fun two hours hanging out with him. Just, you know, talking about yeah. stuff. and The the guy is like, yeah, why would I brew a Russian Imperial Stout when I brew beer in Sonoma? I'm not going to call it a Russian Imperial Stout. It's, like, <laughs> it's a Sonoma Imperial Stout. But he's close to the Brian, I, Brian was saying this? Yeah. He brews a Norwegian farmhouse beer. Uh, <laughs> no, but, well, but, okay, maybe he changed his mind. We had one of those last week. The, no, we uh, did. Uh, yeah. With... Uh, like cranberry oh yeah the um the the chair the the weird cherry thing that we had yeah the, the psycho killer cherry i was just talking to somebody about uh beer memorabilia 
I'm like, Brian needs to commission like one of those hams things with the moving water, one of those old school lights. <laughs> oh God. But have a scene of the Russian <laughs> River on it. That yes. <laughs> I would buy I personally would buy one of those for my home. <laughs> anyway, yes. Brian Hunt, good guy. If you can get him in here, he'd be an amazing contribution. Well, the thing is that at first he wouldn't talk, and then he wouldn't. And then, and yes. Then, <laughs> yes. And then, well, you, just have to <laughs> and the then he, you have to figure the day that he delivers to the city. We gave him, you know what, he totally should come, because we gave him we gave him uh, one of the awards. We gave him a top three beer. We just, just Which beer? 30 to life. 20 to life? 20 to life. The sour, yeah, yeah. It was a. Uh, it was at Russian, or excuse me, it was at uh, Tornado two, two years, years ago, ago for yeah. the anniversary. Yeah, oh, so good. So, yeah, he, I he still like working that. for Tips. Because mm-hmm. I grew up up there, and I'm like, as soon as I got it, I know what redwood tastes like. I used to pick that stuff when <laughs> I was a kid, and like, what's it taste like? It was exactly redwood. This is the uh, the cool beer novice moment but uh guy a couple nights ago uh we have the mccarthy pale on draft right now which is it's uh brian's it's a really it's pretty much the same thing as misspent youth okay um super hoppy pale hold on hold on hold on Uh on. what does that mean one of us was silenced yeah one of the Okay, it works again. Okay. There's okay. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. When uh, so we have the McCarthy Pale now, and this this kid, I was like, this is a you know, it's a one man brewery, and he's best known for Death in Texas, and he's like, oh, I really like that beer. It's like, what kind of beer is that? I'm curious. I want to explore that more. And we started talking about like Schwartz beer and Black Lager and all that stuff, and I'm like, and he makes this beer that is uh, Death in Texas aged in Pinot barrels. And none of us could remember what it was called, and I kept think- I kept saying like it's it's something like witch's brew, yeah. something. It, it, it's bony fingers, and that's what my mind went to. But good God, bony fingers, amazing. So this beer. is an extra of the award that we gave out. This is yeah, this is one of the extra ones. And so a bottle goes in there, and it hobby horses over. Oh my gosh, that's so cool! This is very, this is a very handsome uh, apparatus. Yeah. <laughs> We're handsome men. It's true. And some and people got these for? and said, "What is what? this?" Oh, that was the top three beers award that we gave. Oh, okay. So that's an extra one from two thousand seven. It's an which extra. Which is weird that we have a two thousand seven. What are you going to do? We've been doing the show for that long. We're old, Joan. Holy (laughs) (laughs) shit. So. So. So, anyway, I thought you'd want to see what we. what We we sent one of those to Radeberger blind. We sent one of them to uh, Lagunitas, which is why uh, New Dogtown Pale tastes like it does. Oh? Yeah. No, we were influential in making that beer. Getting getting that beard to be what it is. I love that beard. So uh, we sent the award for. Uh, this is really cool. We sent the award for. Uh, uh, Kill Ugly Radio, 
And that was the, the basis of New Dogtown Pale. We sent one to Nodding Head. Yeah, we sent one to Nodding Head. So the, the, the random story of that is is that hanging out at Tornado and I'm like, hey, Dave, who are you talking to? And he goes, oh, the guy from Nodding Head. I'm like, holy, can you introduce me? Because <laughs> we gave them an award. And so they were like, the guy was there and he, was, he said, well, hi, I'm John from Beer School. And he's like, that's familiar. I'm like, yeah, we sent you a uh, top one of, you know, this piece of glass. And he was like, Oh, it's you. We were wondering what we entered or got, you know, like just because we sent it to them blind, you know, yeah. random, and yeah. and uh, and <laughs> for their balloon vice for their balloon vice, and so they had that at the bar for the longest time because they were really proud of for it because their because their balloon vice had never actually won anything. So, like, yeah, well, okay. And uh, that year, I went to JBF and I kept circling in line to have their balloon vice. Wouldn't that be good right now? Which wasn't really that tough. That would be really good right now. Yeah, we don't have anything light like that in the beer school coffers. Might be time to just go and go, go tip off bar. the pier. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, you turn that off. Because you can't smoke on the pier. There are rules against that. What? Oh, yeah. There's People smoke all the time. Go out the back door of this building. It's like no smoking on port property on the, on the piers because of fire danger. Like yeah, how are fire danger. How are you going to get asphalt are, on light on fire? Creosote will burn. Yeah. I don't think it'll light on fire, but that's from a argument. cigarette or a cigar. Psh, no right, idea. I have no idea. I'm just saying. Huh. I'm just saying. What do you know? Well, um, we should probably wrap. So I'm sure there's something left. Oh in goodness, this. we're still recording. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so wait, oh, we're so, not recording until we stop recording. <laughs> so Katie, you're going to Texas. Are you excited I, about I'm this? I'm very excited. Um, are you, you have no idea what you're actually getting into. I don't think I'm going to settle down there. Um, so you're not from Texas. No, I've never, I've never lived there. I've visited there a few times yeah. now, spent enough time there, uh, moving there to, uh, to be with my boyfriend and he's worth it. And Aww. I know that. <laughs> 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 and, uh, we'll, we'll probably... Yeah, like I said, I don't want to settle down there. But I'm trying to get a beer-related job while I'm there and just enjoy the triple digits because I really, really like stupidly hot weather like this. Well, so where'd you come from if you like stupidly hot weather? Central Valley. Oh, Which yeah. beautiful town? Lodi, California. Oh, Lodi. Yeah. yeah. Creedence Clearwater Revival yeah. right about you know, there. You're the first person to say that to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're lying. I kid. <laughs> um, that's re- it's really the only reason that people know about Lodi. Um, yeah, so I thought you were being serious for just one second. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> no that's Big wine industry out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why is it so hot? How can it be? <laughs> it's. But don't bump. Yeah. It's and nicer it all... than Merced. Prob- that's probably true. I don't know though. It all kind of seems the same to me. <laughs> um, I go there often on business. Okay. Yeah. Merced. Merced is close to Stockton. Right? No. 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 Close to Fresno. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, Fresh. Yes. Yeah, we're going to Fresno. Labor Day. Fresh. Yes. Yeah. So if anybody's bored and has nothing to do, you're going to Fresno. Yeah, we're going to Fresno. Because our friend, our friend lives there, and it's the very last year that he's going to live there. And we go down for his birthday every year to Ooh, Fresno. You're a good friend. Well, we don't ever go. Well, we've only been. I actually have never made his birthday trip 
Well, you have, you've never I've made, never made the birthday trip. Oh, you've made the what's in Nico's fridge trip. Yeah, I've made the I've made uh, the birthday and trip. the random. Hey, what are you guys doing? Well, so I'm, tell your story about the lost cell phone. That was a birthday trip, right? Which lost cell phone? You found the cell phone. Oh my gosh! <laughs> we found a cell phone. So we go to Fresno, and the, there's there's this beer festival in a in a vineyard on in a field and there's grapes all around and they put up tents in this kind of uh i don't know you could play soccer there it's kind of out in the, the thing and so uh. these people have i don't know they probably have weddings there the festival you know festivals mm. stuff so we find this cell phone in the ground and we don't actually know about this cell phone until we get it in the car. Mm-hmm. So now we start calling numbers in the cell phone. I want to guess the end of the story. Am I allowed to? Yeah. Meth? No. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> no, and it turns out, so we start calling, <clears throat> you know, somebody's gone through the, the whole thing, and they've, they've gone through the history, and one of the numbers that's recurringly called, we'll call it Baby. Mm-hmm. So he's calling Baby, mm-hmm. spelled B-A-B-E. And that wouldn't be baby, would it? Um, be babe. So anyway, he's calling babe. And so we start, hey, let's call that number, right? So we're drunk dialing this number. And at first, it's like, hi, who's this? Babe. Okay. So, you know. <laughs> talk about talk to this person and then so you know it's like well we found this phone or we don't actually let on like so we call it again and so then we pass this around and everybody in the car knows a different language somebody knows italian somebody <laughs> knows spanish somebody knows portuguese somebody else knows and so it's just phone call after phone call and so finally we, you know boyfriend gets on the phone you know, he's taking the calls mm-hmm. at this point, not not the hot chick. And he's like, "Who are you guys? Hot chick. Who are you guys? Where are? Where is this <laughs> phone? I want this phone back. I will kill you." <laughs> and so, you know, I'm listening to this going, uh, "How's it going?" Uh, <laughs> like, why is Beavis and Butthead in my phone? <laughs> Uh, we found this phone. Uh, yeah, like, we found it. Like, what are you, you going to do? Like, uh, uh, can we talk to baby again? How many years ago was this? This is like <laughs> 10 years ago. Or no, five years ago. Right. So we passed and then so then the phone then the phone starts to ring. So I'm like, here, chef, you answer the phone. And so chef's answering the phone in Italian. And he's speaking Italian. And he's like, and then yeah, the guy hangs the, Yeah, then the guy hangs up, and then we give it to the other guy. He's mm-hmm. speaking Spanish. He doesn't know what to think. And the phone, you know, eventually it just drops, and then the phone rings again. So at some point, it was just like, okay, enough of this. And I break the phone in half <laughs> and put the phone in the garb in the recycle. Oh, good. And uh, that was the end of the phone. Memories. Yeah, but it was kind of funny because the you know the threats just escalated. <laughs> the guy was the guy was more more aggro every moment. I'm going to no, kill before you. they had pit- cameras on phones. Yeah, and we could have. So sent you couldn't like take pictures of yourself and like send them the pictures too. We wouldn't have but, like here's where your phone is. <laughs> yeah, here's where your phone. Is. Right. Don't drop these things in the field, dumbass. Yeah, dumbass. Right. Here's a picture of a toe. Here's a picture of a thumb. <laughs> here's the next picture. <laughs> I 
I submit to you this. I don't mean I don't mean to be a buzzkill. What but. is listening to this show right now? You know what? If that guy is <laughs> listening to the show right now, you know what, dude? Story. You're a better you you John's got a hand me down iPhone three G. <laughs> I got a I got a phone that you can have. So all will be well again. Yep. Just all you have to do is ask. And you have to tell the story of who the girlfriend's name really was because I made the name up. Baby. 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 B A B E. Wasn't that a little pig in some movie back in those days? Yep. Yes, and it knew how to and it knew how to, goes to the city. And it knew how to spell spell. I, I claim he knew how to speak. The pig knew how to spell spell. I never saw the film. Are you thinking of Charlotte's Web? Yeah. Are you thinking of a different film? We're, we're talking about babe. a live... Yes, Babe. Pig in the City. I don't know what you're talking Charlotte's about. Charlotte's Web was was sad because... I don't want to give it away, so I can't. <laughs> but Charlotte's Web, I, that was something I think that was read to us in third mm-hmm. grade. It was, it was a third grade, part of the third grade curriculum. Yeah. And fantastic I, cartoon. You grew up in California, didn't you? I did. They still teach that in third grade. Yes. Yeah. Well, no, not still, but in 1988 they did. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it, yeah they ended Charlotte's Web. It's like... Oh yeah. my God! Well, you we need to learn about mortality somehow. They start with a spider and, and work their way up, you know. And soon it's the it's entire educational process. It. Yeah. <laughs> that was my little drum roll. That's why we do beer school. To the educational process. Get really <laughs> sad about <laughs> to introduce you to the idea of mortality. To, to get really sad about Charlotte's Web. <laughs> This is a really beautiful box. I want to save it, but <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Uh, but what would I put in it? Beer, some socks. Like store socks. socks in yeah. there. Store socks, or store lions, or actually, I could store this bottle. You know, mm-hmm. for the future. Mm-hmm. In case you get in a bar fight. <laughs> wait, 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 wait! I got a bottle. Are you get bar fights at uh, Monk's no. Castle. No. I'm just going to call it Monk's Castle. That's okay. I'm okay with that, actually. Um, There's a no fine place in the East Bay that I called Barfleys for years. Barclays? Barfleys. Yes. Well, okay, I was going to say, the, wor- the worst thing that we deal with at Monk's is, is vomit. Not as much as a dive bar, but we also have really... I mean, we like to keep that place super pristine and clean, so... Because you're fancy and all that. Well, you know. Pinky Maybe I'll make it there someday. Well, I'm going to be there for another two weeks. So Although I live, I live three time is blocks, of the essence. I live three blocks from La Trap, and I've been there like twice since they've been around. Yeah, <laughs> I've been there. Once. Although I've been to Trappist a lot. I love the Trappist. I you know love they don't have that place. If you know Belgian beer, you know what they're missing. You need to tap with Jupiler on it. I feel like their list is. Uh, I agree with what you're saying, but I. Um, I feel like because they consistently carry Dole beers, which is my all-time favorite brewery. I don't know how. I don't know who their distributor. I don't know how they do it, but they always have the R beer and the Moor beer and the extra export stout and all those that are just. They've come along nicely, and the the especially the the original part. It's just like this looks like a Belgian bar, and I'm like the only thing you're missing is Jupiler. And even if you don't have Jupiler on draft, you need to have like a Jupiler tap that nothing comes out of. Because for all you kids at home, I don't think it comes to this country. 
I've only heard the name. It's 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 like the bad. If if Stella's the butt of Europe, then Jupiter is the cores of Europe. Yes. It's or at least a Belgian. It's it's just the the uh, insipid pilsner. The budget. Yeah. To to go with Stella, but every Belgian bar has it. No matter how fancy they are, there's always a Jupiter tap. Right, John? Yep. Where's that kid? I don't know. So we have even, <laughs> no, no. We have we have one. We have two interesting things about forty to talk about before we go to the end of the show. Okay. Did you know that Ronald Reagan was the fortieth president of the United States? Yes. All right. So there. And you, go. you can rearrange his the the letters of his full name into Anglo-Saxon warlord. Checkmate. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awful. I went to college in the eighties. <laughs> Ronald Wilson Reagan, Anglo-Saxon warlord. <laughs> right on. Well, I used to trade birthday cards with that guy while he was still alive. That's nice. Yeah, so we're same birthday. So really, yeah. So I, I wouldn't tag Ronnie as an Aquarius. He's Feb- <laughs> February the sixth, and I've got many a card somewhere in my really? scrapbook of old that says "Happy Birthday, Dutch," which Ew. is pretty cool. Trading president, trading birthday cards with the president. I can't say that I would want to do that with pretty much with any other president, but that's there. All right. <clears throat> well, that's a buzzkill if there ever was one. <laughs> um, we only have one last thing to say on beer I school. I had two things. That, that was the first. Oh. The Ronald Sorry. Reagan thing. The Ronald Reagan thing. Oh, yeah. There might have been something else. Maybe there's for- three. Maybe I forgot. 40 Days and 40 Nights. Number 40... Oh, yeah, 40 is the beginning of the end. Right, screw that. Next. We only have one last thing to say on beer school, and that is... Class dismissed! That's it. Is it? No, it's never that. It. Are you kidding me? Like, there's still so something the left is, in that bottle. What do have to do with 40? Well, there's, a, there's this whole... Well, there's the Wikipedia article about 40, and there's a whole lot of stuff that's here. What's the carbon footprint of all that paper you print out? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it's less than having a computer in front of me. Is it? Yeah. And I don't even have a Mac in front of me because the thing is recording on the H4, which runs on batteries that got recharged. Yeah, but how is that power generated? Is it clean power? Or is it like coming from a coal plant? Something? Look, it came from the. It came oh, out John, of the wall. I can play this. I can play this game. It came out of the. It came face. out of the wall. I'm sure there's a nuclear power plant involved. Yeah, I'm sure. Clean, that, uh, I'm, that's our clean California. Power. I'm sure that it might have come from the Petrero power plant. That's right there. They only the, sell that dirty power. Right to there. People. They sell that dirty power to poor people. Okay. Well, we're poor. <laughs> it's part of the port of San Francisco. We get our power from somewhere. All right, let's just say that it's nuclear power. Diablo Canyon. Yeah. Have you ever been? Who is Masmacho? Diablo Canyon is Masmacho. Have you ever been? Which way to the nuclear vessels? <laughs> They're in Alameda. I could have I t- told Kirk or no, uh, Scotty, no, the Russian guy, check off. Uh, the, <laughs> the dead are usually mourned for 40 days. All right, we're not doing that. 
really? And what? Forty lashes is one of the punishments meted out by the. I don't know how to say that name. Is there anything about Lizzie Borden on there? Forty wax. Yeah. It's a rhyme. In a saying, life begins at 40. In an expression, 40 winks, meaning a short sleep. Have you read Kitchen Confidential by Tony Bourdain? And then you read his uh, latest book. I've read, ki- I've read Kitchen Confidential. Okay. It starts off with... Uh, yeah, it starts off with why he wants to uh, be a chef. So it goes... His latest book whose title I don't remember. Basically, he did something called The the Nasty Bitch or something, which was a bunch of essays that he wrote, which is one of those, yeah. to use my friend Jan's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then he did this latest thing, which is like his life with Travel Channel and all this. Now everything's great now. And he's all like, you know, until I was 44, I didn't know what I was going to do with my life, and I thought I was going to hell. I'm like, really? I have a reason to live now. Huh. It's very empowering to me. Because I'm 44. He's all just like... Well, yeah. What advice do you have for a person turning 30 in a couple weeks? Uh, don't make a big deal out of it. I really don't feel like Don't do anything rash like moving to Texas. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was too easy. No, that was too was easy. <laughs> the, the big birthday party... Is the one that's coming up, which is thirty-three and a third. The nev- the birthday party where there's a moment where it can't actually go. You know, it's the endless moment of time because it's three point again when you're six three thirty. Yeah, it does, but it's but th- for now. But you know, thirty-three point <laughs> thirty-three point three three three. Yeah. You know, and bar, you're infinity. You're infinity for a moment. <laughs> you're like, damn Whoa. it. <laughs> And then the moment passes. You kind of blew my mind just but now a little bit. <laughs> doesn't the moment pass so fast, so quickly, you don't even know it passed? Well, but it's, it's infin- like the moment when you're dying and you, you're like, yeah, no, it's the, it's the, oh, I had that. It it's the like infinity it. and beyond moment, and it's a pretty cool thing to, uh, to uh, participate in. So. I was like 36. <laughs> Why? Because you could sleep with people finally. Half your age legally. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> you were waiting for someone to ask you why. <laughs> um. No, from thirty on, I've always done interesting birthday parties. Um, nothing to do with thirty-six. Don't worry. And um, did a bus tour for thirty-eight. That was a fun time. That sounds. Printed like up fun. T-shirts. I really to do whole that. nine yards. Uh, 40 did a train trip to Reno. Um, not Amtrak. They do charter trains in the winter for skiers charter? and like gamblers. Yeah, it's like not Amtrak. It's like all these passenger cars strung together. How does a charter train fit into... Oh, I see. Like, you're still part of a train schedule. Yeah. But you rent out that car. No, it's a whole train. That's it's like crazy. all... Yeah. It is crazy. It's, it's wacky. Yeah. That sounds like fun. I would want to do that. So I don't know what I would do for 45. Play forty five. Halfway to ninety party. Play B sides. We're gonna stand. We're gonna stand no, like this. We're gonna play B sides. We're gonna stand forty five degree degrees. angles. <laughs> play B sides. You can only bring forty fives, and you can only play the other side. 
So like actually turning Japanese, both sides were turning Japanese, I think. Cool. So we can play turning Japanese. Uh, I We could do a whole... I could bring all my 45s in next show. All right. So the next show is about 45. I think one side of uh, Jefferson <laughs> Starship's 40s. Freedom of Point Zero, the other side was Jane. And I forget which side was the A side and which side was the B side. Hmm. Um, Either could be B. Kiss, I was made for loving you. I don't know what the other side of that was on the 45. <laughs> I was made for loving you. Let's go through all my 45s. Uh, Jake Owl's band. Uh, me. Centerfold. What was the other side of Centerfold? I don't remember. Who would side. ever know that? <laughs> oh, actually. Oh, okay, John. What? The other side of uh, Steely Dan, Hey 19, Ooh. is Bodistava. Oh, wow. Yes. So um, that's actually known as Hey Kate. <laughs> hey Kate. <laughs> um, what was the last 45? Uh, when I was in, probably early in high school, I had the Dead Kennedys, uh, and I, I can say this, and we're going to keep our clean tag because this is an educational show at this point. Nazi, and it's the uh, and Nazi, it's- Nazi Punks Fuck Off by the Dead Kennedys. Uh, it was a 45 that came with a Dead Kennedys, sort of in the style of a Nazi armband, but it was the Dead Kennedys thing. Oh. And at that point, I did not get the Dead Kennedys. I was like 13. And so I traded the record to a friend of mine for I don't know what. Might have been the Knack. <laughs> <laughs> and now, if I had like that, the whole thing because it had like a little. Bo- it was a forty-five oh, like, yeah. a booklet and like the armband. The whole thing. It would be worth like. Why did I ever do that? It'd be like worth forty-five thousand dollars. And it was. That was basically the the uh, the day Kenny was doing Nazi punks. Fuck off. That's funny. Probably find that on the uh, internet these days. Not the armband. Cannot download. No, cannot are, download. It was armband. a very thin piece of linen. Hmm. Printed with the dead Kennedy symbol. So, what are we gonna? What does the kid have to play again? Wait, you just you just went through a whole bunch of music. Yeah, you have to figure out. Hmm. Figure out one of them. <sighs> turning Japanese. Yeah, that's it, kid. <laughs> hey, kid, play turning Japanese. However. No, play the ukulele version. It's finished. Japanese, I think I'm turning Japanese, I really think so. 
Keeping quiet through all that. <laughs> 